operating under the crooked American barber system too long. We are now in session, the barber session, the only podcast for barbers by barbers, keeping you up to date on the latest trends in the industry and how you can go from being a barber to becoming a boss in this here business. You have now found where barbers get down, the only podcast where you can call in and hear your questions in the shop talk section and get responses from barbers personally. So slide in the chair, don your cape and prepare. You're going to get lined up on some facts, learn how to shave the shadiness and get ready to fade up your future. This is G-Funk saying right on to the real and death to the fakers. Peace out. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Barber Session. In this episode, we've brought to you one of the most influential people I know in this industry. He's helped develop and make some of the most game-changing products in our industry. And his story, from the college dorm room to hundreds of thousands of screens across YouTube's platform, is crazy. His voiceovers are legendary, so if you've watched one of his videos, you already know what time it is. Hashtag TBT. It's the Beam Team. Lock in, focus up, strap in, and let's get this money. We are now in session. All right, guys, so with me tonight is Get Beamed. None other than Get Beam. As promised, I'm hyped about this podcast. I'm hyped tonight. How you doing, bro? Man, bro, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm getting over the flu right now because of flu season in Chicago. But uh, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to tune in to this podcast. I'm ready to, you know, explore something different and uh, kind of tap into who I am, uh, not only as a barber, but as a person as well. That's what's up, but you got to hit me with it, bro. I mean, you're not just ready, man. It's, it's time to strap up and go get this bag, bro. Yeah, Come yeah, on, hit yeah, me I with it, bro. It is. Hashtag TVT, it's the game team. Let's get this money. Lock in, focus up, strap in, all of that good stuff. 2019, year to create it. Yo, we have, with we the flu, with the flu, this man got me ready to run through a wall, bro. Yo, yeah. so, beam, I got to start out with this, bro. I got to start with this. I, w- I want to hear the story of stuff, but I got to start out with this, bro. Why are you hiding? Why am I hiding? Why are you hiding? From what? You know, there are barbers out there, and I'm not saying particularly that I'm one, but there are barbers out there that say you hide behind enhancements, bro. Why are you hiding? Why? What you got to say to those people that, that bash enhancements? Because you know where I stand, but I just got to know. Why are you hiding? According to them, you hiding. We're hiding. Uh, well, I don't necessarily call it hiding. What I'll say is... Uh, Normally when people watch my videos or, or watch my process of me cutting the hair, they can see that I actually, um, I lay the hair. The hair is actually nice before the lineup. Uh, I don't use the color as a crutch, but I use the color for, you know, extra pop, flair, and uh, flavor. That's just what's big out here in Chicago in my area. People are very big on precision. People are very big on clean lines. And, you know, whatever it takes to make the haircut look that much more, you know, that's what really got me into enhancements. It's not hot, you know, it's just an added service to what I do every day. That is a beautiful response and a much nicer one that I would give, right? Because I, w- I would tell all those people to go to hell. But either way, my mm-hmm. opinion on it, man, is listen, <clears throat> uh, your shape up that I, that I give you or that Beam gives you is an enhancement, Right. It's only going to last you three, four days. That's an enhancement. I'm enhancing your natural hairline. So when I've already laid the foundation of a clean shape up and I just enhance it further with color, 
It's just giving your client what they want. So in my opinion, you know, j- just the shape of itself is an enhancement. So that's where I stand on that. But I had to ask you, I had, yeah. I had, I had, to, I had to get your opinion on it, man, because people, people like to bump gums, bro. And, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's an added service. You give your customers what you want. And what you do is killer, bro. Your lineup's second to none in the industry, bro. I don't know anybody else gives sharper lines. Hands down. I appreciate that. Hands down, bro. Man. Everybody got their own niche, though. That's one thing that I'll preach to people. Like, if we think about it, you look at the UK barbers, they're very big into the style and the, you know, the, 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 the scissor cuts and things of that nature. So people are so big in that culture that that's what they really sell. And, you know, they sell that very well. And not only in the U.S., but different areas of the U.S., you get people who use enhancements like me or you got people who go beyond enhancements in the in the color world i know you've been to bottom bros and even seen it atlanta is literally one of the most you know uh colorful cities we've ever seen in terms of the hair industry uh just you know the beauty trade in uh bonner bros and you know their company and what they've done in that city i mean they have a street named after them that city is you know one of the cities that that bring out a lot of the colors, like my enhancement is, is little to none next to Atlanta. You know, we get bashed just because it's a barbering thing. And with Atlanta, it's more of like a hairstylist thing with the women. And I mean, you got some guys as well that's playing with color, but I feel like every city and every place got their own niche. You know, that's what makes everything great. It's so much, so much flavor out there that people can just incorporate with their everyday package. Mm. Love it. Love it. I got to give you a hand applause, bro. Love it. Love your answer. So, Beam. Yo. I got to ask you another another tough one, bro. I got it. We're boys, man, but I got to. I got to. You, I mean, you good? Yeah. I'm straight. Dude, you are a college graduate. You are, if I'm not <laughs> mistaken, an engineer. Yeah. What the hell's an engineer doing being a barber, bro? Tell me right. what, like, right. explain to me how dope is this industry? How fire is what you do? How much do you love what you do that you are literally a college graduate with a degree in engineering and you're doing what today? What do you do today? I'm doing, bar- I'm doing barbering full time in YouTube. Wow. Explain. Okay. So, um, just going all through school through my whole life, I never knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but I always kind of thought I was going to do, you know, lawyer. Like, I'm, you know, I like to argue and really engage a lot. So I thought I was going to always do lawyer, but that didn't pan out just because. Oh, I know. I don't mean to interrupt you. Just, you. I know. But ladies and gentlemen, I was up until six o'clock in the morning because this dude in Basio would not quit debating over something what was it rap i don't even know what it was man but yeah we, we y'all always, kept we y'all kept the whole house up until like five fifteen in the morning yeah yeah he loves to argue proceed yeah but um i didn't i i never seen nothing that made me want, want to fully engage so uh my senior not my senior year my junior or my sophomore year in um high school I seen this thing that was called Project Lead the Way, and it was just basically a little engineering program. If you did the two, three years uh, in high school, if you took those courses mandatory, you will go into college with at least 15 credits. So I was like, you know what? I'll go in with my first 
you know, my first semester knocked out. So I took it for, for two to three years, and I'm just looking like, man, well, you know, creating things is very easy. Um, I was always real good at math. Science, I didn't really care too much for, and people know engineers, those two things, you know, they come hand in hand. But me personally, I was just really a number cruncher, and um, I like to draw, not like in terms of freehand and, and draw out, but like with my ruler and things of that nature, I like to make engineer drawings. I'm very precise with those things. So my teachers always used to ask me all the time, like, man, you know, you're very good at these drawings. You could just, you know, if you wanted to, you could design for people and, and, and really draw. Like I've seen the type of jobs that people who was who was doing the mechanical drawings for a lot of the companies that they were making, were guys making, you know, six figures easily just doing the drawing. So um, when I was in high school, I just, I did a few pieces, created trains. I created the new lockers at our school. So when I was doing things of that nature, like we took the designs to the principals and they liked them because they wanted to redo the locker and we made it efficient with the material cost, overhead, things of that nature. We had to bring in economics as well with the engineer. Once I seen that I actually physically made a change in school, I'm like, wow. If I only did the lockers and everybody like how the lockers are now, like I'm like, I got so many different ideas, like just innovate, like the idea behind making what was previously, you know, maybe good or great, even greater the next time goes to show like not only can you critical think, but at the same time, you know, you can create something uh, better and, you know, a creative mind is a beautiful thing. You can't stop that. So that's I mean, go to school. I go to school and I, I, I go uh, to Indiana State fresh out of high school, right? I went to Indiana State and I went in and got my engineering degree. I signed up for electronics engineering. This is where I went wrong. Like I, I was just thinking that all engineers had similar the same, you know, background, but different things. So my sophomore year is when, I, is when you really get into your classes. And my sophomore year, I had gotten to all of my engineer classes. And I'm like, man, I'm dealing with so many circuits. And the circuits, where's uh, my drawing and designing? And <clears throat> by that time, my teacher was like, well, that was mechanical. And then to me, I'm like, man, I'm not going to switch majors. So I finished out electronics. And um, I just didn't like the fatality rate. The fatality rate was very high. Like, we had so many gruesome stories. Like, my professor, like, the six of his best friends he graduated with, like he's the only one standing alive because of working on power plants and things of that nature. The, the, the fatality rate was so high. I just didn't care about, you know, doing, you know, working on a plant in the electronics field. So I was trying to find anything with designing. But throughout that time in college, instead of having a job or doing work study to pay for it, I was on a full ride, but I was cutting hair in the bathroom. Like I was cutting hair from, you know, middle school and up, but I was cutting hair in the bathroom and that's how I was paying for everything. So um, I wound up wow. getting the iPhone 5S, the gold one, my sophomore year, <laughs> going into those classes. And the biggest thing everybody was talking about with the gold was the, 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 the touch with the, uh, with the thumb, like the, the fingerprint scanner and uh, the new camera that everybody was talking about. So I just wanted to get some footage. One of my friends recorded me using my iPhone gold uh, 5S and when we recorded that one video, I just posted it on YouTube. Like, it wasn't even a haircut tutorial description or anything. I just put uh, how to cut hair, basically. Like, it wasn't no tutorial or anything. I didn't say no words, nothing. I just posted the video, no music, nothing. Not me saying one word. 
And I woke up the next day and it had like 800 views. And I'm like, how did I get, you know, how did I get views? <laughs> like, how did I get views? And then you see people in the comment section and they was just like, this is really good. This is really good. Where do I get this product from? And I, my first video, I used enhancements. I was using uh, hair fibers. I remember when Automizer first came in the industry um, and I just used it. And from that that point, from there, like when I graduated college, it was like, do I want to do this and start out and making $50,000, you know, as a freshman? And then I thought about it at that time when I was calculating what I was making through YouTube as well. It was like, you're already making what you'll be making as a freshman. I mean, fresh out, you're starting $50,000. you are making that with your YouTube. And then I was like, you don't want to really do engineering. You don't want to clock in. You kind of want to have control. And you still want to be in a, like a creative space. And I was falling in love with making videos. That's when the transformation videos had came out, the Walmart Clipper Challenge, the Wifey Cut Challenge. That's when I actually <laughs> got engaged with YouTube. You I remember, remember all those, man. First called me out. Everything was so systematic to my process of me becoming the individual that I am today. It's like I fell in love with being a content creator literally in my last year of college because I was just dropping, you know, videos every four, five, or six months. The videos didn't mean anything to me. It was just like, we'll cut some hair and we'll just post a video. Once I seen like I had some type of influence, I was engaging with people. I was actually meeting people in person. People were walking up to me. And this was when I only had like maybe two, 3,000 subs. Like people actually seen and knew who I was. It was just like, wow, you kind of got some type of influence and you love to do this already. Then I was just studying like, monetization and how you can make a living off of YouTube. And it wasn't always about trying to make as much money as possible, but if I was going to do it full time, I needed to know how I was going to compensate myself for something like that. Like I, my mom seen me go through college. So how was I going to tell her I didn't want to, you know, go get the job that I sat down four years for, you know, in school for, I had to kind of match those numbers. I felt before I had that conversation with anybody. But just falling in love with content creation, already loving barbering from, you know, the beginning, like, and you didn't yeah. even ask me uh, Yeah, we, we didn't even get to the beginning. You you come from, I mean, uh, your pops was a barber, right? I mean, that's how that started yeah, for you. Yeah, my dad, my dad was a barber, man. He was a barber, but he was also a professional breeder. And we had got a new dog. I remember this. Just one day, we got this new uh, red-nosed pit bull. Her name was Sasha. He introduced her to all the dogs. Everything was good and okay. And he stepped up upstairs for like a split second. And the dogs just like went in vicious mode and tried to kill his little puppy. So I'm in the middle of it trying to stop it. My dad's flying downstairs. And one of the dogs has the new puppy uh, by the head. And my dad thought, you know, it was going to um, kill the puppy. So in order for him to stop it, like he couldn't pry the mouth open. He punched the dog on the top of the head, broke both of his uh, front two knuckles in his right hand, which was his hand that he always cut my hair with. So this is the perfect way for me to go in the barbering. You get what I mean? Like I lost the only person <laughs> who've always cut my hair. I was never good with going, you know, in big crowds and talking. So it would be times my mom would take me to the shop. And I'll be in there for eight hours and still don't got don't got a haircut because not only did barbers not come up to me, I didn't know how to tell somebody I was in there waiting for a haircut. So like we're going through all of that in the midst of my dad with the broken hand. I just remember one day, um, I just asked him, "Can I use you know use his clippers?" And I just try to use the clippers. I used to watch him every time. Like 
I used to be the last one to get a haircut because I always had to clean up after everybody got their haircut. And my dad didn't work in the shop. He was just like the neighborhood barber. He worked on the back porch, but everything was set up like a shop. It was literally set up like a shop. We had a barber pole outside the house in the back and <laughs> everything. fire, like, I bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it. I used to just sit in the chair and just watch him cut hair all day. And I just used to, I don't know, it was like satisfying, like watching people go from like, you know, a messed up haircut to a good haircut. But at this time, I didn't know really about how much a haircut impact people. I just seen how they acted when they, when they saw the mirror and then the lineup. That was always the most important. Like coming up, I just remember like when we was in high school, people used to get designs, the double lines. Like at that time, that's when people was really focusing on just like the lineup. The lineups were real big in, in our area. So like I grabbed the lineups, man. I hopped in the mirror and um, my dad was like, you know, if you mess up, you go going to school with whatever you mess up with. So I hopped in the mirror, man, <laughs> and jagged myself. <laughs> hey, no pressure. No pressure, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm there myself, but um, really, one thing I like, uh, he didn't let me go in too crazy. He let me go in with a big enough guard, and I had kind of like a curly fro. So, like, he wanted me to cut the fro all this time anyway, but he let me have a big enough guard because I cut off more than half of my hair, but it was still dark enough to be a haircut. I think my dad kind of set me up. It's, it's, I, I really think he set me up. Because I he didn't give me nothing too crazy to patch or destroy myself. Soon as we, soon as I messed up and he, and I went, ran in the room and showed him the hair that fell off, and was asking him like, you know, is this gonna go back? And my dad was like, no, man, it's over. Like you you going to school like that? So he let me sit in the room, just stopped for like an hour. Then he came in the room and then told me to come out there. And he was gonna fix my haircut, show me every step to take when um when trying to cut my hair. I didn't know nothing about how to cut different hair, but he just showed me, like, you already lost enough hair. So your first haircut, you're going to learn how to do a dark season. Cut all my hair down to, like, a one and a half. Well, I, I believe it was, like, with the grain. Yeah, one and a half with the grain. There was some ostrich coming from the fro, so it was, like, kind of low as well. But he just showed me how to cut it down, and then he showed me how to line it up. He grabbed another pair of trimmers. He was lining himself up. And then uh, he had showed me what areas to just basically tap on my forehead. And my linings wasn't super straight, super clean, anything of that nature. But he showed me how to take the look like littlest hair as possible because he was like, you know, the more hair you take, you can never get it back. The less hair you take, you can always adjust your line or whatever you need to do if everything isn't as consistent as you need. To, I mean, as consistent as it should be. So, um. We stood in the mirror, man. I was up to like three o'clock in the morning. I was like in fifth grade, bro. The first time I ever touched my hair. It was like in fifth grade, man. And uh, we stayed up to like three in the morning. My mom and him was going back and forth because he had me up that night. But that was literally my first barber lesson. And that was that, your, your first lesson in barbering? Yeah, from that, it was a wrap, bro. And like my first Christmas gift after that was a pair of wall designers and then some uh, styliner two and not instantly just asked to cut all of my cousin's hair, bro. And then from like that, all of my cousins was letting me cut their hair because nobody else was cutting their hair. So, so I was messing people up. People was crying. <laughs> I was mad because I was messing people up. Bro. But I'm not going to lie. My process of um of really becoming a barber was basically over all of those years, bro. I literally remember the first day of me asking him. I remember how I messed up. I remember how he showed me 
how to attack my hair the next time. I remember how we looked in the mirror and he was showing me which, you know, which which parts of my lineup just to hit. And it wasn't nothing too crazy. It was just showing me how to, you know, maintain my own hair. From there, I just, you know, I started watching YouTube videos. I just started searching because I didn't know nobody who cut hair. Cows, millions, caking their in. First people I saw on YouTube. I'm like, wow. Wow. This is clean. I'm like, this is clean. So I started seeing some things that I like. When I saw them barbers, I'm like, wow, this is this is this is crazy. Those were the first two I seen. It wasn't really like an influence thing, but it was like I was just trying to learn and see other things that can be done. What other tools I could use and things of that nature. Because I'm like, if I can get my hair cut clean, I know I could get it cleaner. Because some of my friends still have better haircuts than I could give, like my cousins or myself. I'm like, it's still something I'm not doing right. So, so you, I just you used were to determined, watch the same bro. Videos. You were determined every to get day. it right. Bro, every day. We watch the same <laughs> videos. Bro, I remember I got in trouble because uh, I stole my mom's credit card just to buy, uh, what was it, Alex C. Campbell uh, whole haircut tutorial DVD tape. I love and it, I bro. It I love it. It's downloadable online, and they sent it in the mail, and she got the card statement the next day. Boy, I got slapped down Ooh. so crazy. But that was literally the best DVD for, like, you know, of my of my life because that was a down south barber. That's the first time I saw color. I'm like, wow, the DVD was, like, called How to Do, like, a Steve Harvey lineup. So that's the first time I saw color. I'm like, whoa, you could get lineups even crispier than <laughs> Bro, like, it, bro, not hold on. Let me pause it. Not even Al's millions of cake and Randy. It was another guy, a Hispanic guy named like Donato's Barbershop or something like that on there as well. And anybody who really like used to watch YouTube a while ago, you probably could ask Bafio about this. Donato was one of the first real like surgical people out there doing it, but the camera quality wasn't as good. So like just to skip forward on everything, I just was just always trying to learn ways, man. And I got in trouble trying to learn ways, but that got me to, you know, where I'm got at you. now. That got you where you're at now. So so I got a question, though. So was it a household divided? Like, how did you, how'd your parents, was, you know, because, you know, you said you started cutting the, that first Christmas. The very first thing you got was, you know, a wall, a wall clipper. And, and, you know, I can see how your parents would be proud and stuff like that. But was, was it a household divided? Like, was your pops proud and your mom like, no, you need to go get college education? Or was your pops like, no, don't follow my footsteps? How, how, how was the, how was the, how was the, how was it a house divided? Um, Honestly, I'm going to be completely honest with you. There was never, there was never no uh house uh dividing on that because it was never that I wanted to be a barber. I just wanted to be very good at cutting hair. I didn't know I wanted to be a barber. Like, I didn't take barbering serious until I dropped that video in college because I didn't know if I was going to do engineering. I just was doing barbering because I didn't. that made me not have to do work study, and that's how I was able to fill up, you know, my little mini fridge and things of that nature, my dorm room, and buy all the things that I needed without having to call my mom. I didn't know I could do anything serious of that nature until I seen the type of influences. I mean, the type of influence I could build and, you know, just the engagement was just like, wow, you actually could do something. And I was on a college campus, so it was just easy, you know, it was easy to, you know, get um, a consistent clientele because people wasn't traveling back home to go get their hair cut. And the, it, it's amazing to me, though, that, you know, like you said, you, you kind of did the math and you said, you know, may, maybe I can do something with this. You know, I'm making enough on my YouTube track to, to make 
what I'm going to make my first year out of college anyways. And, mm -hmm. and the fact that you followed through and finished with your degree anyways, most people would have just said, you know what, I'm, an, I'm, I'm going on on this. This is now because everybody wants everything now, right? Mm -hmm. This is now I'm going to make my money now and forget it. I'll go back to college later or forget it. I can make what I'm going to make. I'm going to make more. But the fact that you followed through and finished just so, shows, you know, the character of who you are, bro. You started something and you sought out to finish it. And it's also amazing oh, to me. Yeah. The other part that I take away from that, it's also amazing to me. How many barber stories start, start out like that? To those of you that are listening out there, how many barber stories or barber's stories um, start out like that, right? On the back porch, in the garage, in the bathroom, in the kitchen, just grinding it out, figuring it out, you know, not knowing what you're doing, watching videos, messing up cousins, messing up neighborhood friends. It's amazing how many stories start out like that. So those of you that are out there that are on the porch or you're in your dorm room the way Beam started, I mean, look, look where the man is today. It's a testament to if, if you continue to, you know, lock in, as Beam would say, if you continue to, you know, wake up motivated and, and just, you know, just get your reps in, man. Stay consistent. Well, I'll, I'll it's crazy what, what it can turn in into. I'll say this in advance for those who probably will ask that question because people are going to ask, how did I determine, you know, which one I wanted to do with the mindset of doing both of them? And I never chose. I never chose from day one, like, oh, I'm better in this or I'm better in that. I let it naturally come to me. Honestly, I did not want to go to college fresh out of high school. I was literally the first person that holds my last name that ever graduated college out of my family. And my mom, like, big this thing up to all of her friends. And I was so irritated because it's like I didn't even have a chance to talk to you if I wanted <laughs> to go. If I didn't, I knew the amount of credits I would have going in, but I still didn't want to go. Like, I didn't, I mean, I didn't have a chance to do anything or even think it out, bro. But honestly, I just let it naturally come to me. I kind of fell in love with creating content and, um, and producing the work I was producing. Because when I built Instagram and start following barbers and then start learning about hashtags and then start posting my own videos, receiving the likes, the views, like everybody gets this, this point in their life where you go through social media means something to you and by means something to you like the likes the views it doesn't i'm not saying it gets to your head as much but people you know you infatuated by it that at good. the start of your career barber it feels good yeah. Feel to follow. yeah so that's the whole point i fell in love with that and then not only falling in love with that then it was like once i was able to um once i was able to show more of what i was doing my full process it was just like whoa people actually demanding you some type of way then that's when we decided to start shooting like more videos and i was never shooting my videos myself so my cousin fresh out of class you know we'll link up and go right to shooting the videos so how did you develop because you know aside from your lineups being second to none and i mean that i'm sure a lot of people agree with me out there your lineups are ridiculous I mean, you can fade, you can do scissors, you can do you can do it all, but you're known for your lineups and your color enhancement. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. How did you? Because the other the other thing you're known for are your voiceovers, man. Like the way you speak to people, it's like you're speaking to people. If that makes sense, you're speaking to them, man. It's not just all right, guys. You know, I, I'm I'm notorious for that. I don't read off a paper. You know what I mean, I keep mine transparent. But you know, all right, guys, I'm going to use my number two guard now, and I'm going to open it, and then middle, and then close. And then we're going to work our way over to the number one guard, open, middle, and close. Well, when Beam is on his voiceover, 
it's a whole nother experience, man. It's like, I'm hyped up. I can't even watch your video sitting down, bro. I got to watch your video standing up. Because you're like, man, I'm about to Tokyo drift all over this line right now. And I'm in my element. I'm doing what I do. And I'm doing what I love. And ain't nothing stopping me right now. And I'm just doing this. And I'm about to deliver. And I'm like, bro, how did you develop this this style? Like, it's just natural? Or, you know, did you do it okay. on purpose? Like, I got to okay, know. Okay, so look. Okay, so look. For one, when I was in third grade, when I got the PSP, when it first came out, when I knew that you could go to YouTube, I watched this one quick video. It was like a battle rap video. And from that point, from third grade to this day, I'm like a big, like, battle rap fan. So, like, I'm more into um, uh, um, cadence, delivery, stage presence, things of that nature, essence and aura. That's what I'm about, right? So... Uh, it's not like a battle rap style. For me, when I was watching all of the old videos, like Cake and His Randy, Al's Million, Alexi Campbell, all of the other guys before, it was really no no commentary. There was no crazy commentary. There was nothing to help me understand anything. When Basio kind of brought the wave of breaking in commentary, I'm like, okay, it's understandable, but how do you make complex things feel easy how do you make it feel soothing to the ear because we can all watch instructional videos but it's just like okay if we get points on our uh, driver's license and we got to do the little school online like we all can do it but it's so boring watching those classes that's what i mean that's you know uh uh like word for word like it has no it has no uh no soul behind it and i don't want to say it has no soul behind it because i don't want to say some people education don't sound like, you know, it has soul behind it, but I want it to feel like it's the essence or aura. Or I want to be able to set the mood. Like, okay, so when I want to do commentary, when I first knew I could do commentary, I tried it. My best friend was literally my beat maker. He was making my beats before he went to the Air Force. And we all knew what type of style beats. I mean, I'm into gloomy, sad. I like piano keys, guitars at times. I like heavy 808. I like that real, like, heavy type feeling beat because if that, like, in movies, when you get the symphonies or the heavy feel, it's real intense without it even, without them having to do nothing crazy on the screen. The music sets the element of, you know, the essence of whatever's going on. When I set the music, that determines the type of individual you're going to get. If it's a hype trap beat, I might be more up-tempo. My delivery might be a little bit quicker. I turn into a different individual through every beat. If it's heavy, 808, gloomy, piano, it's carried out, got that J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, like, feeling to it, like that, that I'm finna hurt the industry feel. You want to <laughs> talk to them different. You want to have so. That's what I, that's, that's the style that I try to project. I try to project, I don't want people to think like, oh, yeah, he's being, he's this, he's that. But not different personalities, but... I want you to understand you're going to get a different cadence, a different aura, a different essence about being based on the music. The music is what makes who I am. I'm very analytical about music, and that goes to the point to, you know, support that I always argue people with music that we were talking about with Bafia. Music is everything to me. Music Bro. is what makes my commentary. It sets my mood and determines the individual I will be in that video. I don't know why. And I'm sure you're gonna. It's gonna put a smile on your face because I'm sure you agree with me. I'm big on music, bro. I had I had a phenomenal beat guy, bro, and it just it, it didn't work out. Long story short, but his his beats, they would make me want to edit a video. 
Does that make sense? Bro. Like, bro, I bro, will put, I will put, I will put the track on, bro, and then I will find like which haircut am I gonna edit to this? Oh, this one. This is the one. I will get so hyped up, bro, just off the beat alone. Just the beat. I mean, my my delivery wasn't the same as yours. You know, you feel me? And I, you know, I, I wasn't. I, my voiceover isn't as good for your, as yours, but I would get hyped up over 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 instrumental, bro. It would make me want to edit a video. Or I would get yeah, he would okay, send me a so new one, so and I'm look. like, yo, I gotta film something today for that. I have to, cause that is fire. So, so the energy that you have towards hearing the beat, I carry that energy all the way through, right? So I'm sitting on this beat that I have now that's called Tomorrow. It is so goat like to me. I've literally dropped like four or five videos without using this beat because they have not been the haircut I want for that beat. It has to be a transformation. Like I want, like. This beat, when people hear this beat, they gonna know. Hold on, can we can, we, can we can we get a sneak peek? Can we get a sneak peek right here on the podcast? Oh, okay, okay. Can we can okay. we get can we get a little this, premiere? Can we get a little premiere okay, on the okay, you know okay, a little love okay, for the okay, barber okay, session? You know what I'm saying? Right in front of my computer too. This is <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I love I love instrumentals. You love, you love instrumentals with sounds. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So everybody know like I'm more into the sample style of music. I kind of like the samples to carry out everything. I like high pitches notes. Just for like when I want to end somewhere in my haircut or my tutorial, I can end after eight bars. So my producer, I make them set up every eight bars. They will drop whatever tag or whatever sample it is. So every eight bars, I got a chance to either break or go over where the hook will come in. So it's kind of systematic. It's kind of set up like I'm doing rap, but it's, I'm not making music at all. Y'all. But I'm going to play this one. Are y'all listening to this? This dude is surgical when it comes to the instrumental. <laughs> All right, I'm going to run it. Here you go. Nah, nah, Beam. We're not, we're not doing the justice, bro. You're going to have to email it to me, bro. Email it to me, and I'll, I'll play it through my laptop on the podcast. You get, you get bro, bro, you, you, we, we didn't do that justice. You gonna have to email that to me, and I'll play it on the podcast. I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. dead, I'm dead yeah. serious. Email it to me right now, bro. Bro, bro, I feel like an eagle, bro. I feel like an eagle, bro. I wake up every morning and cut the beat on. Like I just feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm spreading my wings and getting my day started. Hold it feels goat like. Like you get what I mean? I feel that anticipation. It's supposed to feel heavy. I'm gonna walk all over that beat for people. <laughs> I love it, bro. I'm texting you by email right now, so you can text it. You can, you can email it to me. I, I, I got. I you. need to play that so people can hear it clean. But while you're emailing that, let's touch on something else really quick, because I think it's important for a lot of a lot of you know the, the people that you touch. You know, you're, you're a big time influencer in this in this industry. Over you know two hundred thousand subs, bro. Teaching classes everywhere. You've been you've traveled all over the place with, with you know individually and with us as, as two forty five and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's an important lesson that you learned. Right. And I think people should learn as well because barbers think that because we're self-employed quote unquote, that you can do whatever you want that because you're oh, self-employed no. quote unquote, you can post whatever you want on your social media. And that's simply just not the case. As, as a matter of fact, you, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard, right? Um, what oh, lesson yeah. did you learn? Because your voiceovers are epic. 
they're amazing, right? But early on, there was a lot of, you know, cursing. A lot of, it was vulgar. What'd you learn, what'd you take from that? Because there was a valuable lesson in that. Okay, so check it out. When I first started YouTube, my 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 YouTube was only what I was really surrounded by. And it was really given that urban essence of barbering off. And that was before I saw the industry. Like, I didn't even know there was a barbering industry. I just saw barbers did their thing. I didn't know nothing about shows, magazines, none of that nature. All I knew was people cut hair. So before I knew, you know, how impactful I could be, I used to uh, kind of had a conversation we would have in the shop. They wouldn't be vulgar to where, you know, it's crazy. I just would use bad language. Um, but that also prevented, you know, sponsorship, which I don't, you know, I don't regret just because that's a part, you know, that's a part of the game. It's a part of uh, of learning and your growing process because I'm with, this, you know, the greatest team in the game right now. So, you know, I'm glad <laughs> shout that played out. Shout out, yeah, shout shout out, out 245 and the Tomb Squad, right. baby. Yeah, so I'm glad that actually played out the way it played out. But also, not only did I miss, you know, sponsor opportunities, I couldn't be played in the schools because not only could I cut, but they couldn't play, you know, they couldn't play the value. They could not play the value. People could not sit through a video without – you know, curse words. And with that being said, like, how could I have influence or how could people get me to shows or how could I, you know, come visit schools or even see students when, you know, the teachers wouldn't want to have a conversation with me because they, you know, not stereotyping, but, you know, you basically get what you see. They don't know me outside of my videos. That blocked a lot of opportunities. So I just decided one day, you know, um, this was before I got with Tomb 45 before I even had a conversation with anybody in Tomb 45. It was a decision that I wanted to make on my own because a school instructor commented under my video and said that's why he couldn't play me. He like, bro, I love everything you do. I watch you. I go and try to teach my students some of your techniques, and I can't physically show them the videos because I can't get through the videos or show them to the president of the school because they, you know, too much bad language. I switched it up. I just decided, like, you know, no more cussing, and we just going to add more flavor, even if it means me making up my own words or my own sentences. And at times, people even pick that up in my YouTube. It's so flavorful to where my YouTube is lingo-based. Like, I can get I can get very, um, I can get very instructed and be very precise with my words and things of that nature. But I want people to come to my channel and feel like, you know, they could take their book bag off and kick it here. You get what I mean? Or they can, you know, they can, they can chill or eat. Like now people sending me, you know, they laid up two, three, four in the morning watching the video. Like I want it to be moveset at all times. I want it to be easy on the ear at all times. My, my lesson that I learned from that was that I was blocking, you know, potential blessings. That's dope. And, and I do remember that conversation, right? Um, with, uh, with the team, uh, Basel yeah. came back and he said, man, you know, Beam has switched it up, man. You, Cause you know, we obviously know who you are and we know the skill that you carry. Right. Um, but I remember that conversation like, Hey, Beam has switched it up a little bit. We really want to collab with this guy and he's, he's, he's definitely switched it up. So it, it's dope that you, you know, opened your mind to that and that you switched it up and look at all the blessings now, bro. I mean, we started out with the V1 yeah. compressor, the first, bro, the bro, first, bro, bro. 
The first. Bro. The Bro. first. I'm going to say it. Should I say it one more time? Bro. The first cordless compressor in the barber industry designed to spray color enhancement. Yeah. The design, first. Yeah. We and then, and we then, then and then what happened? <laughs> and then and then we were uh we were we were mimicked. We were they did to us what they do to anybody that's doing anything that's great. And that ain't do nothing but make the team even greater because so much greatness came behind V one. Like people don't understand like the the blessings like okay, so I had the the sponsor I missed out on was Andis, the top clipper company, literally one of the top clipper companies in the U.S. Not the top, but one of the top in you know the U.S. Through uh, one of my good friends, uh, D.C. And um, yeah, I missed it on that just because they could not produce my content, and and this wasn't gonna produce my content the way it needed to be done anyway. So it's like at the time going through it, it you know I was hindering myself, but that that I saw it through and then I changed it up and I got something even greater than what I would have got before if I was on that path. And just what V1 was able to do, I wasn't even ready to attack V1 yet. But V1 has set, has, man, V1 has set the tone for the industry. V1 V1 shook the industry, bro. Straight up. Yeah, V1 V1 shook the industry. V1 literally grabbed everybody by their collar and yanked the opposite direction that they were going. Yeah, there there was no more Harbor Freight. <laughs> there no, was no, no more, more little, Freight, little mini compressor no at your station. <laughs> Bro, like the amount of attention that was brought just with dropping the poster, dropping the flyer before dropping any footage of it, and then being able to show people on hand and then show people in the YouTube videos how to use it. And um, I mean, still to this day, we got the greatest, in the, on the market, XL, nothing can compete with it. It's the GOAT. No, that, it's that XL, literally that the GOAT. It's the strongest bro. color enhancement machine on the market Cord, right now. Cordless. Cordless. And has the greatest technology out of all of them on the market right now. Fully loaded and designed by me. And that's one thing I can appreciate. And I want to give thanks to everybody in the Tune 45 team. They gave me my own leeway of letting me do my own thing. Like, people don't understand with creating a product, how much goes into it. And the fact that I was, you know, blessed with being able to design. What I drew on a napkin is in front of me and I use every day at the shop. It's literally like the craziest thing. Like it's still to this day, like I'm using the machine and I promote it as if it's not even, you know, my design. Just because at times I don't even believe I designed that thing. Bro. For me, it you know I'm the mushy type, right? You can ask you can ask Basio, ask Loco, ask I'm the mushy type. I I can I can genuinely appreciate the fact and feel lucky, right? You know I'm one of the owners of Two Forty Five, but <clears throat> I feel lucky that uh, I feel like I saw something that changed the industry, and I was able to see that drawing on the napkin. It, it was almost like I saw the original drawings of the iPhone. <laughs> on a napkin you know wow. I mean? like like i saw something come from nothing you drew it on a piece of paper with your father bro i remember that i remember that like it was yesterday and then wow. i remember your, the look on your face at ewp when we showed it to you for the first time yeah the prototype had me so hyped bro that was your the night prototype. bro 
all those influencers yeah. there, bro. Bro, respect the that shooters. Was that was crazy, bro. Yeah, that right there was so like great for the industry. By the, the way, I don't that was I don't mean to interrupt you real quick, but quick plug. EWP coming up in March. Go to 245education.com to get your tickets. You do not want to oh, miss yeah, out. Please. You do not want to miss out. EWP. I mean, and the EWP two is going to be on Clearwater crazy. Beach, greatest beach in the world. And the, do you, we, haven't, we, we haven't even released the full lineup yet. Did, did y'all see the lineup? <laughs> like, come on now. Crazy. Come on now. There's so many people they don't even know that's going to be there, man. They better get them tickets and man. tell me because it's going down. Crazy. Sorry. Continue. I just I had the quick plug real quick. No, nah, but I'm just saying, man, XL is literally like, man, it's like the pinnacle. Like XL, okay, so V1 did what V1 was supposed to do. It was supposed to shake the industry. It was supposed to be groundbreaking. We did everything we were supposed to do. Danny even said how disruptive it was going to be. We did everything we were supposed to do. With everybody, you know, mimicking due to us, um, I feel like I don't want to say we bit off more than we could chew, but it was bigger than what we, I feel like bigger than what we all thought it would have been for V1. So it happened so fast that Danny came to me with the idea of doing V2 literally within a couple months span to a year and release V2. Danny don't stop moving, bro. In a year, like, and, and then at that, we upped the PSI double. We up the airflow double, has a self sensing tank that saves at least 25 to 30% more of the battery, meaning the compressor does not continuously run. It only runs when the trigger is being pressed, and it has wireless charging, and that is patent technology next to none. <laughs> the goat in the game, XL, I'm telling Bro, you. Danny's built different. So we, we mentioned it, right? Just so y'all know, the educators we released so far, Rum Barber. Vic Blends, Tyreek Jackson, Josh O.P. from London, all the way from London, coming back again for round two. Ray Torgano and Chris Basio. It's going down. That's ridiculous. Bro. Bro. That's and ridiculous. Vinny. Vinny as Vinny, well. Vinny, this Tyreek, is... Josh, Come on Basio, now, bro. Rum. Like, it's so many... Vic, come on. The youngest and one of the youngest influencers in the game that took the game over by Bro. storm. Y'all gotta be there. Vic, man. You got listen. Y'all have to be there. <laughs> you have on one panel two Grammy winners, Rising Star and Educator of the Year at the C T Barber Expo last year. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of the people in this panel are gonna be up there for awards again this year. You know what I mean? Something about a power map. Wireless charging. Anyways. Yeah, I will, I mean, I would expect that. I would expect that to a certain extent just because, you know, 245 took five of them home last year, meaning we ain't playing games this year either. Bro, we don't play games. The game the, the game didn't get, didn't get saturated from the time we first went to the Grammys. We just, you know, we took it up another level and another notch. I feel like 245 is in a position of doing amazing things right now. The Grammys last year, I felt like was overlooked because we walked away with five last year. I feel like this year they need to acknowledge it because we did amazing things and we will continue to do amazing things because you can't stop the mind. We are all creators. Like the mind never stops. 
This is a hell of a, a hell of an animal that they're dealing with right now. And shout out to the CT Barber Expo, man. Great event Please, put together, shout man. Shout out to the CT. Shout out to Jay Majors. And Jay Majors, shout man. Out to everybody. What a phenomenal idea. How dope did we, you feel? How dope did we feel? Everybody dressed to the nines, bro. The Grammys was just Bruh, something different, bro. The Grammys felt so elevated. I felt like I was not as, I felt like I was as something bigger than my graduation. Like, I felt like I was at the most important event of my life that's why i really respect uh jay and all of the hard work that he do for our incredible man because nobody can tell me that that event was terrible that was literally probably the most that was the highlight of the weekend yeah the highest level that barbara has ever seen on a professional level it was down to the teeth one of the greatest events i've ever been to and the greatest weekend i've ever had in terms of a barber industry weekend, the greatest, the greatest weekend maybe and of if, all time for me. And if y'all listening out there were there, y'all saw me. I told y'all I'm the mushy type, right? I mean, Beam saw me. Beam had to help me out, give me a hug real quick. Cause when you know we took home five, man. But when my boy Basio took Educator of the Year, I lost it a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. But I mean, you know, I, I've seen it. You know what I mean? I've seen it from a different angle. I've seen from behind the curtain the sacrifices, the family sacrifices. You know, all, all the sacrifices made, man, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, I see the sacrifices you make, you know what I mean? People see something mm-hmm. on screen, and they just see what they see, but they don't see behind the scenes. So shout out to Jay Majors yeah. for a phenomenal event, man. Shout out to Jay, man. It's going down this year. It's the 10th anniversary. Y'all better lock in and focus up. It's going down this year. Ooh, y'all years. heard of lock, lock in. It's 10 years. It's the 10th year <laughs> anniversary. On. If y'all... Here it is. Yeah. We're going to take it in like this now. We, we're going to shoot over the questions. We're going to transition to questions. Let this beat take over for a second. Beep. You, yo, you were not doing this justice, bro. Bro, I'm going to go. <laughs> you might have to start the podcast, man. You might have to go edit right now. Bro, you see what I'm on. Bro. Bro. Yeah. Bro, let, let's just let's just get to, let's let's get to the, unless you want to add anything else. I, I'm good with doing Q and A right right now. That, I mean, hey, let's lock in. Golly, bro. All right. <laughs> so listen, we got and we received, and I told Beam this before the show. The love was crazy, like the the amount of voicemails we received for Beam was insane. I mean, we had a number in mind. We had a goal in mind. I don't know if you want me to divulge that or not, Beam, but... Yeah, you can, yeah. We, we had a number in mind. We, we, we wanted to get 20. We wanted to get 20. And we 20. ended up we with... We only wanted 20 questions. 20 we questions. Ended up with, 20 voicemails. We ended up with 76 questions, y'all. That is ridiculous. I want to give a huge shout-out to everybody 
that 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 dropped the question and that's also now participating in the Bean Team Coilers Compressor Giveaway because you guys are the reason why this podcast is going to be everything that it's going to be because, you know, we deserve this moment. People don't actually know who I am besides, you know, the guy that you see on the screen. And I just want to say we appreciate you all for the support and giving us these questions because we're going to go in. We're going to give you all everything that you all ask for. And listen, listen, guys, to everyone that submitted questions, everybody that tried, <clears throat> there were some that were a little bit short, cut off, or muffled, or it just didn't sound good. I couldn't play it, right? Don't be discouraged. Call back. If you don't hear your voicemail here, call back again. It's 813-602-1182. I'm going to continue to interview some of the biggest names in the industry, some of your favorite barbers. If you want to hit me up, DM me at the barber session or DM me at my Instagram at, at headlines or bust for any suggestions on who you want to see next on the show. And I would love to interview them and you can submit questions for them or from me or statements. It's all good. Let's keep interacting here. But I do got to say one thing. We got to keep these to 90 seconds or less so we can respect everybody's time. Because some of these, I'm going to play them because it's love and the love y'all showed for Beam. But some of them are a little bit long for, you know, for, for a podcast. Let's try and keep it under 90 seconds. Again, I definitely, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate everybody who called. And you're all entered in the, into the Beam Team uh, competition to win the compressor. Uh, and let's get it. You ready? Here we go. Let's lock in. So the first one is from Juan. Actually, hold on. We're still playing your song. Let's go ahead and and I'm definitely not editing this out because that song is fire. <laughs> Sounds crazy. Where we at? Here we go. Yo, man. My name is uh, Juan Jimenez here from Los Angeles, California. My IG is Headline Cuts with the Z. And here's a question for Get Bean. Uh, I've been watching YouTube for a long time. I, I remember your first video. I think it was a, a 360-way video with the, with the little moon part. It was dope. It always inspired me. But I wanted to ask uh, your story, you know, like, how did you decide to become a barber? And uh, who are the people that really influenced you? I know you went to college, but when did you really take that leap of faith to uh, become a barber? And, uh, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Also, I want to say on these guys, some of the questions are redundant. In other words, it's the same question over and over again. I'm going to play it, like I said, to show love. Uh, but Beam has already addressed some of these things, like how he decided to become a barber. If you want to address anything in the question, though, Beam, you're more than welcome to. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just hit influencers. My biggest influencers at the time were just starting barbering with my dad. Another big influencer was OG Walker. If anybody know who that is, that's a big Florida barber. He's really big on enhancements and things of that nature. It was the first enhancement I ever purchased. I was 16 years old. I met him on Facebook. I bought it through PayPal transaction because that was big at the time. So that was a real big influencer of mine. And also, I feel like my second influencer was, um, uh, it was a neighborhood barber who we used to go to. So his name is uh, Reese. He don't have an Instagram or anything, but those were the three people that basically influenced me to do barbering. The other two questions I answered. So I picked up or decided to do barbering my um, junior to senior year uh, before I graduated in college. I decided to take it serious. All righty, let's go on to the next one. And we're going to do these kind of rapid fire because we have 76 of them, guys. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. 76. We only wanted 76. 20. We got 76. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, and by the way, everybody that stayed in their IG on this podcast, make sure everybody that submitted submitted their question, go follow each other, man. Show each other love. That's the whole point of staying your IG on there so people can go follow each other and we can uplift each other. Uh, so Thanks. definitely give everybody a follow. Here's the next one from Anthony. Yo, what's up, bro? Oh, my name is uh, Anthony Reyes. I caught in North New Jersey. And I just want to say, yo, being bro, you taught me everything I know, bro. Like, I came up learning off of your YouTube channel, bro. Like, if you go to my Instagram, bro, which is A-R-E-Y-E-S-809, A-R-E-Y-E-S-809, bro, like, everything like that you see like i've learned over the course of like five months bro like i started coming in july and bro everything i got from your youtube channel bro like i just want to say thank you bro like yo you the goat bro for real uh man that's love bro hey hey i appreciate that to the fullest um just thinking about it that I'm able actually to, you know, create videos and influence somebody to want to be as great or even greater is literally the most heartwarming thing ever. So, bro, just keep doing your thing, keep working, keep posting, and, and just, you know, make sure everybody know your name. That's the biggest thing. Put your work first, master your craft, and just keep working. I appreciate it. And, you know, I just meet you at the top. Things of this nature, you know, we all get people that influence us. And I'm just, you know, I'm proud that I'm a part of your journey. And, you know, that makes me, you know, so happy. That's actually something I can add to a chapter in my life that's just big on being able to influence people, you know, in a positive way to do something positive and just want them to be greater in the industry. So shout out to you again, Jersey Stand Up. And, yeah, man, you know what time it is. Hashtag TVT. Let's get it. Shout out, Anthony, bro. That was dope. This one, yeah, I dope. don't know because there's no transcription, but here we go. Hello, my name is Yasser. I live in uh, Boise, Idaho. My, uh, my IG is uh, Y-A-S-S-E-R-F-A-D-E-Z. Yasser Fate. And my question is... Uh, what keeps a barber keep growing and evaluate? Keeps growing. Thank you. Bye. Uh, what elevates or what helps I elevate that... me or helped me grow throughout my process was continuously taking pictures of my work. Uh, and it wasn't so much of the post, in fact, but it was just taking pictures of my work. It was getting used to seeing something else than what I saw that day at the shop. The camera takes amazing pictures of uh, things that the naked eye will never be able to see. You never as flawless as what you think. The camera definitely will catch every flaw, every mistake. And um, just elevating what I had going on in my craft. If I wanted people um, to like what I had to do, I wanted my look to look specific. I wanted to finish a specific way. Uh, um, I took I took a lot of pictures, man. Take a lot of pictures of your work. Your pictures is going to be your proof. It's going to be your journey. It's going to be your story so you can see yourself progress over the years and so you can see the things you need to work on in multiple haircuts. Those are nuggets right there, ladies and gentlemen. Nuggets. Because, listen, YouTubing made me a better barber. 
I'm sure Beam can attest to that as well. Yeah, bro. The camera, yeah, the, camera the camera doesn't lie. <laughs> I mean, you could be doing a cut, Beam. T- tell him. Tell him now. Because I'm going yeah, to tell him. I'm going to tell him. I'll be doing a cut. And I'm like, yo, I'm murdering this. And I turn around, look at the, the I'm like, oh my God. I got it. We might I, not drop this. This, I, I, this, this <laughs> one may not be IG worthy. <laughs> Shout out to Jeezy yeah. for the every haircut challenge, bro. Shout out to yeah, Jeezy. Jeezy yeah. Hey, that hey, I'll I'll give him a big shout out, and I want to solo his his shout out because his shout out has helped me so much. I mean, not shout out, but his talent has helped me so much in terms of creator space. I found my perfect angle. I found where to sit my camera. I found where to get my best view on both sides. Dealing with having to record all day for all of your clients, literally the hardest challenge. But oh the best God. thing that ever happened for me as a content creator. So again, I salute to you, Jeezy. Appreciate you for another amazing challenge uh, because it helped me grow in the process as well. This wasn't about me passing the challenge, but I actually was able to grow, which is the reason why I've been so consistent with dropping videos back to back. You know, I shout, found my spot. Shout, shout out to all the YouTube barbers because we know what it's yeah, like, man. It's a struggle. It's a struggle, man, to try and record, yeah. stay on time with your clients. Shout out to all of them. Shout out to Fonz, one of the most creative YouTube barbers that I know. And people don't even know he's a barber. They think he's just a waiver. Yeah. Shout out to Fonz. Shout out to Basio for changing the game with his voiceovers. Shout out to Basio for adding voiceovers and changing that. Everybody's, like you said, everybody has their yeah. style and brings their thing to the table, man. And at the end of the day, it just has created this, this phenomenal just you know, mesh, uh, uh, um, you know what I'm talking about, bro. I can't think of the word. Just everybody brought the little piece and we've all implemented all those little pieces. And I think the, the people that watch and and the supporters are the ones that have, you know, gotten the fruit from that because now it's, now it's all better. Exactly. We've, We've built our own community. And that's one thing I love. Like, I could talk about barbers before us, but they was not influencers. They were barbers that had videos, if you ask me. And that's not to like, you know, in a bad way or negative way. But they didn't influence me to want to be great because they did not teach me how to do the things that I saw. I just saw them doing those things. But, I mean, of course, over time, I was means became more of an instructor and, you know, did you know, the things, but when I first started watching YouTube, it wasn't like that. The objective was for us to just get a game away the way that we never received it. Facts. And we've literally been piece by piece, brick by brick, building this, you know, building this, uh, building this, uh, this kingdom, bro. Right, we got an amazing community. Let's go on to the next. My name is Duda Barber. I'm from Cincinnati. You can find me on Instagram at Duda Barber, D-O-U-T-H-A. Barber, and my question is, so when you first started cutting hair, like, when you first started out, have you ever wanted to quit, like, or have any setbacks that made you want to stop? And if so, what kept you going? Okay, so... um, I got to address this one, too. (laughs) Yeah, to answer your question, uh, in terms of quitting Barber, there was, uh, there was a time I felt like I wanted to quit barbering because I felt like I trusted the wrong people. I gave the wrong people the right ideas. Uh, I mean, I had my ideas stolen from me or whatever. I won't say no names to give people, you know, fame and things of that nature. But, I've, you know, 
I, I shared, you know, things with people that I thought I would be able to work on myself and people took them from me and it was nowhere near a good feeling at all. But what I learned um, about that process is through that process, I started YouTube. And another thing they wanted me not to do was to record in a shop. And I felt like I could not grow in that area that I was at. So when I relocated, I was able to spread my wings. I, I really took my vengeance out on everything they said I couldn't do, I did. In terms of YouTube won't work, going to classes don't make sense. You need to be in the shop all day. Like going to classes is the reason why I'm able to see people platform. I'm able to see people go through what they go through on stage and then, you know, have a chance at that and go through the same things. Like everything is vital to my process. Um, my vengeance was just out of positivity, really showing everybody that I could do everything I said I'll be able to do and impact people. That was, that was really it. So, that was a point in time I definitely wanted to quit, but what kept me going was um was proving people wrong. That's dope. From my perspective, um, I wouldn't say quit, but there definitely was. He he asked, "Were you ever discouraged?" There definitely was a lot of moments where I was discouraged. Uh, I I was not. I said I said earlier there are so many stories that start out in the garage and on the back porch, and you know in the bathroom or, or in the, somebody's kitchen. I w- I wasn't that guy. I, I didn't pick up a pair of clippers in middle school the way Beam did. I didn't pick up a pair of clippers until I was far out of school. I was 24 years old, 25 years old, somewhere in there. And mm-hmm. uh, I was working at UPS, like I, I still do to this day. And I needed something that was going to allow me to make money until I was able to be in position to get a full-time position at UPS. And I ran into a friend of mine from high school, told me you should cut hair. I make good money, make my own schedule. And I fell in love with the industry. And there were some hard times, man. I didn't pick up a pair of clippers, like I said, until until that day. There were some rough times where I'm like, maybe this ain't for me. Maybe I'm not meant to do this. I'm never going to be good. And I persevered. I pushed through. I kept coming to school. I kept going to the barbershop. Kept repping it out. I called up Jesse Lima. Can I go, you know, uh, shadow you? I kept shadowing. I kept practicing. I kept practicing. I wasn't one of the ones where just the light went off quick. It, it took work. And when it went off, it was, it was, it was worth it. It was worth the wait and the struggle. So I'll go on to the next question. What's up, man? This fort cuts by 40 on Instagram. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Kind of see, man, we gonna be in Detroit, man, to do your next event. Uh, Wants to know when uh, you're going to be sure. in Detroit. <laughs> I'm not sure when I'll do Detroit, but Detroit is one of the biggest places that voted on the polls of when me and Dre decided to drop that we are potentially doing the tour. And we are working on trying to get the tour together. So uh, to answer your question, if you could find us a location and you could contact Dre uh, Cut It Out on Instagram, literally Dre Cut It Out on Instagram, and you know you can hit him up. For further more details, we do, you know, personal classes, hands-on, and things of that nature. Um, so contact Dre, and we can get in Detroit as soon as, you know, as soon as possible. You heard it here. Hit up Dre. If you want Beam in Detroit, hit up Dre. If you want Beam in your city, hit up Dre. Make it happen. Hit up Dre. Dre is the guy. Dre, cut it out. That's the guy. No spaces, no underscores, none of that. Dre, cut it out. 
Shout out to Dre for all this. Shout out to Dre for all the stuff he does behind the scene, man. All the stuff he does. Basio's tour. EWP. Shout out to Dre, man. So Dre is the workhorse of it all, man. Listen, bro. <laughs> That's the X factor. Dre, special. On to the next. Yo, my name is Albert Woodruff, coming from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Biggest question I have is, what is your number one? I think you wanted to know number one song. That's what the transcript says. But it's a number one song. I guess your favorite song of all time, bro. If that's what it is, I'm sorry. If it's not, that's what the transcript says. My favorite song of all time. That's, that's tough, to bro. Say, if I had to pick one, even though it's very tough, I'll have to pick. I'll have to pick "Playing with Fire" by Lil Wayne on a Carter Three. They mm. made him delete it off of the album years later because there was a copyright issue. But literally, it's probably one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. Mm. It's my Fire. favorite song. Fire. Let's go to the next one. Hey, how y'all doing? My name is CJ Wilkinson. I'm 16 years old, and I'm from the DMV area. Uh, my Instagram is cj.wilk, cj.wilk, and... Uh, Really, it's just a statement. I mean, part part of it could be a question too, but uh, just a statement, man. Some of your YouTube videos, speaking of get me and two forty five in general, the YouTube videos you guys watch really taught me how to become a barber. Um, I actually learned how to cut hair watching YouTube, and you know, kind of turned it from a hustle into sort of a profession. So I just want to say, like, thank you for everything you do. And just a question: um, Do you guys recommend so early on jumping and buying, you know? the enhancements or buying the cordless detailers or all these other clippers rather than just the, the basics that you start off with. Like, for example, I started off with the uh, ended key outliners and just the general clippers that, you know, the wall general clips that you have. Um, right now, those are what I'm working with, but I'm just wondering, is it a good idea for me to upgrade now if I'm looking to upgrade even though it's so early and I'm only been cutting hair since September and right now it's November. But, yeah. Um, if you can answer those questions for me, you know, bless us, you're the creator. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. Okay, so to answer the question, what I will say um, is starting out, I mean, you said you, you're doing barbering, so starting out, if you can afford it, you know, do what you can because everything in the industry, you know, innovation costs, and not only does innovation cost, like, you know, when you want the, the 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 newer things that come out in the industry, everybody has the I want those things. But me, like the way I started out when I first did barber, I only paid for what I could, you know, what I could purchase at that time, even if it meant I get the masters now and I gotta save up another month or two and then I'm able to get some T I liners with a modified blade. Like, you know, you just save accordingly, um, if you wanna eventually get them. So I wouldn't say get them off back. I would say kind of focus on just your craft because enhancements, this is the reason why a lot of people, you know, bash enhancements and not to say it's anything negative about your comment or question, but I don't really feel like you should invest in anything until you just master getting the basics of the haircut down first and then you'll understand and know, you know, um, what enhancements is 
how to appropriately to use them throughout all of your haircuts or just use them throughout some haircuts. You kind of want to understand the theory behind anything before you purchase it. You need to know what you're getting yourself into. So I just feel like, you know, kind of master the craft. Take your time. You said you just started in September. So just kind of keep fooling around with haircut and get comfortable with it. And then kind of go into the research of enhancement. Understand the theory. Continuously watch it before you put your hands on it. Because it's very, it's easy to do. But at the same time, for someone that is foreign to, it can be something crazy. It can be a disaster. Facts. Uh, in my opinion, in reference to upgrading your clippers, um, similar to what Beam said, it depends on your your situation. If you can afford it, I would do it. It was going to make you more efficient and it's going to make you money. That's my philosophy. When I buy a pair mm-hmm. of clippers, I don't, you know, I don't think about what I'm spending. I think of what, what it's going to make me. If that makes sense. Yeah. So is it going to make me more efficient? Is cordless going to make me more, more efficient? Yes. Mm-hmm. If you're a barber on the move, it's going to be more efficient, easier to use, no cords. So from that perspective, you can afford it. Like Beam said, buy one a month, buy two a month, mm-hmm. buy one every two months, whatever you can, whatever you can afford. But I would definitely upgrade. Yep. On to the next. Yo, this is Peter the Great. I'm calling out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, IG is a true 4150. That's a true ATRU 4150. My question is, has the Beam Team ever thought about trying to expand the horizons, meaning it's a Beam Team South, a Beam Team Up North, just to kind of affiliate other barbers in the game, just trying to perfect their craft and become more oriented with this whole social media and barbering industry? Like I said, Peter the Great, a true 4150. Appreciate you. Okay. Shout out to Peter the Great. Uh, Shout out. In terms of uh, expanding, I don't mind expanding because, like, the Bing team isn't a team. It's a mindset. When I say hashtag TBT, the Bing team, it's a mindset behind that hashtag. I'm preaching precision. I'm preaching motivation. I'm preaching, you know, positive consistency. I'm preaching, you know, um, you know, um, wanting to grow more, you know, expanding on your education, things of that nature. I'm preaching all positive things for the industry. If you want to be for all positive things, you are automatically the being thing. There's nothing you go through. I just like being around amazing people that want to learn and that want to grow and that want to kill a game. There you go. So you're already part of the being team, my brother. Already. Uh, next question. Yo, what's up? Hey, I got a question for Give Bean. This Clipper boy on IG, C-L-I-P-P-A-B-O-I. Hey, man, I have a tough time keeping uh, the front line up balanced. You know, I may have a lean on the left. I may have a lean on the right or something like that, and I just wanted to know what some tips and uh, techniques that's used to uh, help maintain that. Appreciate it, bro. Okay, so in terms of tips and techniques, uh, for maintaining and keeping the front lineup as straight as possible. In terms of talking about lineups, um, it depends on what your situation is. Everybody's situation is different, whether it's they thinning, because I normally can see what people can mess up with somebody has thin spots leading into the corner. Um, or, you know, if the hair is fuller. Uh, so I'll just, you know, I'll give you an example for both of them. So, like, for me. If I'm using somebody who has a fuller, you know, fair lineup for me, 
Um, I like to set reference points. Reference points, even if it takes longer, reference points will ensure that you will get the lineup that you want. Because you got to remember, when you're doing a lineup, you can't put a straight line on a round object. It's impossible. A lineup automatically qualifies as optical illusion. It just appears to be straight. You can't physically put a straight line on a round object. So nobody line up in the world is straight. It just appears to be straighter. That's first and foremost. I need to break into that part. When approaching lineups or reference points, you have multiple reference points. You have reference points for the curves. You have reference points for the vertical bars. You got reference points for the vertical bars uh, in the back taper. And just getting across the front of the line, I kind of like set my foundation with my vertical bars first. If I feel like if you put those in first, you kind of you kind of get to see your line for what it is across naturally. So set your vertical bars in at their highest points in the corner without taking a client back. Step back and then look at the lineup. And if the lineup appears wavy, I'll start my next reference point in the middle. You got three reference points, Vert, both vertical bars, one in the middle. You can literally work to the left or you can work to the right. Those three reference points should help you get straight across in the front lineup. My man is here breaking it down surgically. Yeah. Reference points. Yeah. Optical illusion. And I mean, I'm I'm only on the barber session. I love it. Yeah. Only on the only on the barber session. Y'all gotta tap in. The podcast is, is amazing, man. I'm loving the questions. You guys are, you know, engaging. And that's one thing that I crave. I crave engagement because in order for me to start a tour, I gotta know what you guys, you know, are asking or what do you guys need to know. So again, I just appreciate everybody who sent us a question. This is amazing. I echo that. And bro, you've gotten questions from everywhere. Detroit so far, Atlanta, Jersey, New York. Ohio. Ohio. Like Yeah, it's crazy. Here we go. Next one. Yo, my name is Albert Woodrow from Spinebury, South Carolina. I'm calling in because I've been a member. I've been a a complete subscriber for for Bean Team. Get Bean, one of the best YouTube barbers I'd have never watched. Lord supporter. Got my notification bell on and everything. But the main question I want to know is, what is the best budget clippers for a beginner barber? And my IG is king underscore j underscore 97. Okay, to me, some of the best budget clippers right now, the best budget set that you can get to me would be some wall magic clip cordless and some slim lines. You literally can get a trimmer that Thanks. can hit within a decent price range, and you can get a clipper that can take off bulk and a clipper that is good with fading or shaping, so it can do everything that you need a clipper to do with an adjustable lever. Um, and also, now that Filthy Blends have the brackets out, shout out to my boy Filthy Blends. If you want to hand the blade, you can out. just watch the bracket out. Um, but yeah, those two. So uh, at average, you're going to spend anywhere from 65 to $75 for the wall magic clip. And then you'll spend anywhere from 45 to $55 for the slim line. It's very efficient on price. And they both very fair for their price. They'll definitely give you a bang for that buck. 
And then your next purchase, you know, if you save up for a little bit, go on and get you a little starter pack, you know, 245 wireless charging kit for both of them. Yeah, get you know what I'm saying? So you ain't got to charge the cords. You know what I'm saying? Triple cartridge driver, because that's what's next. <laughs> that's it. Next. Hmm. Oh, man. My name is Tony Wilcox. I'm from Fitzgerald, Georgia, 31750. I just want to let you know that I really admire the way get being cut hair, you know what I'm saying? He done taught me a lot just from his videos. And keep doing what you do, man. God bless. Word up. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Atlanta. They always showing love. That's literally like second home to me. Uh, shout out, bro. I appreciate you. I appreciate you subscribing, supporting, and watching all of the videos. 2019 is here to create it. We're going to end this year off the same way we started it off with a bang, and we're going into 2020 with the same energy. Again, I appreciate you. Facts, bro. Appreciate you calling in. Let's get to the next one. And I don't mean to be rushing through it, guys. I feel Hopefully, it doesn't feel like I'm rushing. Does it feel like I'm rushing, babe? Does it feel like I'm rushing? No, I don't feel like you're okay. rushing. I just want to make sure. Like just, it's going. a lot of questions, bro. Yeah. Next one. Hey, yo, this is Cameron Tarver. I'm from Kentucky. I live in Louisville, and my question is for you is, how long was you in the game before you realized your work started progressing So you realized you was there and that you was him? Appreciate it, my guy. How long did before you my, knew? He said my work. He said, appreciate you, my guy. Yeah, your work. How long did you know before? At what point in the game before you realized that your work was where it is today? And how long before you realized that you were that guy? That you were that guy, that um, guy, Beam. Um, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like my work got there until I started getting on YouTube because YouTube was where my biggest level of criticism came from. I've never got that amount of criticism, whether it was trolls, whether it was people who just hated my work. YouTube people is gotta, savage. Gotta, gotta gotta know it's not just YouTube. It's that I approach the game. From the dark side i took enhancement fresh out the gate i knew what i was getting myself into i knew the sacrifice that i was making i chose to be the sacrifice you lamb i knew that in order for me to do this thing or even to grow or to get better at what i did i had to put it myself in front of people that i didn't know who i knew would say some of the craziest things behind the keyboard and also develop a family and a community that support me that at times I don't even have to defend myself. They'll go in the comment sections and do it for me. But I I just, I've been watching my videos and watching my videos and watching everybody else's videos and having conversations with influencers and seeing that like people like Vic Blint, the one of the youngest influencers in the game crushing it. I'm this man to be as precise as he is right now. And it's crazy. Like you never know who you impact. That's why I like changing the profanity and everything. You never know who you impact. You never know who looking up to you, who wants to do the same things that you want to do, or even, you know, take it further than that. You never know. So um, I was just really watching my own work and engaging with others in the industry. They tend to tell you about yourself. And when people can acknowledge your growth that you can't even acknowledge, you know, that means you're doing something right. So kind of, you know, you, you got to analyze yourself from within, kind of break yourself down and build yourself back up. Dope. Let's get this next one. What's up? This is Keon Bruce uh, from 
What's up? This is Keon Bruce uh, from Columbus, Ohio. IG is key underscore Bruce. I was just wondering if the uh, being team for this professor kind of got gooky or um, stuck or clogged at all, like the regular ones that they sell at the uh, barber stores. So I'll take this one first, Beam, and then you can address it. Really? Um, the Beam Team Compressor, the ones that imitated the Beam, beam Team Compressor, it, it you know, they may not be as strong, but it doesn't matter what compressor you're using in reference to You have to keep it clean. You have to maintain it. You have to clean between every client. Otherwise, it's going to get clogged. It's just natural. You can't leave color in there. Beam, I'll let you take it. I mean, you use color enhancement every day, every client. So, yeah. I, I second everything that you say in terms of clogging it, like you talking to a 99 percenter, meaning 99 percent of my clients are getting color enhancement, 1 percent, which is maybe two out of my 100 plus clients that I tend to are not getting color enhancement. I got to clean my gun at the end of every day, um, and I'm not even breaking my gun down. So if you go to my IG page, I do have a quick maintenance tip where you can clean your needle and maintain your needle every day. Because if you have a three millimeter needle, obviously the hole has to be smaller than 0.3 millimeters. You know, if the needle was 0.3 millimeters, the hole has to be smaller than 0.3 millimeters. So even if your needle looks clean, it may still be clogged. You got to pay attention to not letting color sit in the gun. And just, you know, take proper care every day as a maintenance tip. Remove the needle, clean the needle, clean the nozzle area, and, you know, safely put the needle back in without applying a lot of pressure and bending the needle. Because once you bend the needle, you destroy, you know, being able to disperse color. Um, but, yeah, as a quick maintenance tip, just clean your needle at the end of every day. Every compressor will clog. Color cannot fit in a compressor. Compressors don't clean themselves. So with that being said, maintenance tip, clean it at the end of every day. Yes. So even though our compressor is superior, and I feel co- perfectly comfortable saying that, <laughs> Beam would agree, it's stronger than everybody else's. It, it charges wirelessly. The battery lasts longer. It doesn't turn on until you pull the trigger. None of that matters if you don't maintain your gun. You got to clean it. You have to clean it. So next. Hi, my name is Jalen. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. My Instagram is Jalen underscore with two underscores as J A A Y L O N underscore underscore. And I was just coming here to ask how long has Beam been cutting hair? I've been watching him for about two years now, but I just wanted to know how long has he been cutting hair? What made him get started? And just what keeps him going every day. Thank you. So two of those you've already addressed. So how long you been cutting hair? That's the one you haven't. I've been cutting hair since I was 11 years old. As I said, fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade, going into sixth grade, 11 years old, and I'm 25 now. So it's been 14 years I've been cutting hair. It's a long time. A long time. Let's get the long next time, one. a lot of mess up. Yes, sir. Hey, my name is Shane. Um, I'm currently from Albany State, Georgia. My ID is Obet underscore Shan underscore fourteen. And my question is how to get Ben get his lineup to be so crispy. Magic. That's how <laughs> sorcery. There's no other way. There's no explanation. 
Um, honestly, with me, I was always infatuated with uh, clean, sharp lines. So, like, uh, just in the early 2000s, uh, artists like Ludacris, Gucci Man, like when Luda first cut his braids off, I watched uh, Barbara in Atlanta named Bobby, Bobby's World cut his hair. And it was just like, wow, how do they get the lines this surgical? Just watching the Steve Harvey show. How is his line this clean and everybody else in the world line isn't that clean? Um, I just, I really fell in love with the research of trying to get the line as clean as possible. And that was my niche. That was my niche. I say that's my biggest thing that I do to this day is the lineups. It was something that I researched from the beginning. It was something that I've always, always researched and always tried to get better at. Till this day, 14 years in, I'm still trying to find a way to get my lines better than what they are. So with that being said, it's just something that I work at every day and I have not stopped. And it's been a part of my process every day. That is the only thing I can say. Like repetition creates you know, the perfectness. You've got to put the shots up. All right. Next we have. Get Bean, what's going on? This your boy, Clipper C. C-L-I-P-P-A underscore C-T-E-E. That's my Instagram name. And my question is, I want to know, what what made you want to change the whole barber game with your style of technique and enhancements? The thing that made me want to impact and, and change the game the way that I did was, as I stated earlier, I wanted to get a game away the way that I didn't receive it. And I knew what I was looking for, and I knew exactly what I couldn't find, and I wanted to fill that void. I want to make complex things as simple as possible. I want to make tutorials as soothing to the ear as possible. I want to make it an experience. I don't want somebody to feel like they're in class. So when I was watching these videos, I kind of had to put my own words together just to just to see what they were doing. Like, I'm not only a visual learner, but things have to be said. I have to be able to hear it. Sound and everything makes sense to me. So um, I just filled the void that wasn't there. What I could not search for is what I decided to take on as my task for YouTube. There you have it. Go here to Leon. What's going on? This is Leon Scales. IG is True Death Trends. T-R-U-E-D-E-S-T-R-I-M-S. This statement is for Get Bean, man. Taking haircutting and barbering serious about two years ago. You know, I've always been cutting in high school and middle school, just, you know, messing around in my friend's head, but finally decided to take it serious two years ago. And watching Get Bean's videos with color enhancement and using the fibers and, and going to dive all the way back to when he was using Kiss Express and all of that, it gave me that confidence to be up in the shop, you know, a lot of old school barbers that, that looked down on those type of things and was wondering why my clientele was increasing, why I was charging this amount for this. And and now they're all believers. And it was all because Get Bean instilled that confidence in me. When he says it's, it's the year of the creators, when he says, you know, strap strap up and let's go, like, I be getting hyped watching the videos. I be, I be jumping up and down, like, let's go, yeah. <laughs> we need to focus and lock in. 
and just being able to keep everything consistent. His key phrases and his key words have stuck with me. It's made me a better barber, and I'm cutting out a Fresh Styles Barber Salon, 6551 Annapolis Road in Hyattsville, Maryland. Once again, this is Leon Scales, IG, True Dev Trims, and just wanted to make that statement for my God get being. Thank you so much. You're an inspiration. My best barber and my favorite barber I look up to on YouTube. And um, keep doing what you're doing. The Bean Team. Strap up. Let's go. I love the Bruh. energy, Leon. Damn. Bruh. Let's go. Bruh. The energy is through the roof. I'm turned flow. I feel like I'm watching one of my videos right now. <laughs> right? He's just turning me up. Hey, Leon, man, that is amazing, bro. I appreciate you to the fullest. Man, like words cannot even describe how heartwarming that was. That was just dope, bro. I love the energy. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep killing the game, bro. And they're going to know your name as soon as well, bro. Just That's amazing, bro. I appreciate the support so much. All right, let's bring in Scotty. All right, this is your boy, Scotty. Um, I'm from New York. Um, my Instagram is SheLovesScotty or IG. Um, this is a question for Get Beans. What made you do your thing in barbering, man? It's like, it's motivational. And you literally one of my favorite barbers on YouTube. On YouTube. But I just want to know what made you so passionate to be a barber and what, what made you do exactly what you're doing right now. Your boy out of here. From Scotty from New York, man. Okay. What made me so passionate about doing what I do is because, like I said, music is the sound to what I got going on. My music set my tone. So it was just like, it kind of automatically happened. Uh, it's kind of, um, at times it's kind of freakish. I just hit a music and as you heard the beat earlier, it set the tone for the individual that I'll be. I get so amped off the music, the 808, me hearing the music back so much while editing the video I know every snap I know every pop I know every boom like my music is literally that's that that's my heart behind my commentary and my passion for everything but not only that um with just Barbara man like going through what I went through in terms of the trolls for color enhancement to this day I still feel like I'm breaking the barriers to color enhancement I just want to push the fact that color enhancement can be accepted in every world if used properly. It can still look as natural as possible. It does not have to look like all the memes that people say. I still feel like I want to push that point that the enhancement game is slept on. I have passion behind that. I've built a following behind it and have influence behind it. I only want it to go further until it's 100% acceptable in this industry. There you go. Scotty, appreciate your call, bro. Definitely appreciate your call and your participation. Yes, sir. Let's go here to Hey Bean. Uh, I think I left some information out a while ago. Um, I'll just redo it over. My name is Maine Goodwin, representing the Eastern Shore of Virginia. I'm about uh twenty minutes north of Virginia Beach. Um my question is, who are, like, your five top barbers in the game right now, and where do you think you rate with them? Um, 
Instagram name is Snugs79, S-N-U-G-G-Z-7-9. All right, Bean. Who are your top five my barbers? Top, my top five barbers, no order. And I'll give like a brief little answer of why they in my five. I'm throwing my like my one up there that I'm gonna throw up there because he watched me through my whole process and it's been through day one. This is one of the reasons why I do color the way I do. I'm throwing OG Walker in my top five. That's literally one of my favorite color enhancement influencers. That guy's literally been grinding it with enhancements. Josh OP, another guy that I've been able to fall in love with a work that is so foreign to me. And it's crazy how interesting it is. Josh is cold. So Josh bro. is very, styles. very cold blooded. He possesses a style that is so unknown um, to the average eye that I just feel like Josh OP is a gift to the industry. And a lot of people have not seen that, you know, all the way yet. My third barber that I'll put in my top five. Um, my third barber that I'll put in my top five. I gotta throw my boy. I gotta throw my boy Bossio in there. It's this is a barber that actually grew, that grew into my top five literally within the amount of years that I knew him. Because when doing influencing and doing YouTube, I wasn't really that big into searching everybody. I watched everybody because I had to see what was out there. But watching how he educates watching how he elevated his game, him putting me through the same process that he's been through and him speaking everything in existence before it happened for me from the first day we had our conversation before people even knew I linked with 245. Like, he gave me the blueprint and I'm literally still on the road to it and I'm unlocking every door he said I would unlock and it is insane. So for that, my brother is definitely in my top five. Um, uh, I got two more. I'll probably I'll throw uh, two more in there. I'll throw Vic. Vic is one of my favorite right now because he's one of the youngest. He possesses an unorthodox style, very explosive on the stage. Uh, very, 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 very intricate with his haircuts. Very precise and it's clean with his so young technique. too. That's crazy yeah, for being so, so young. young. Like. He's one of the, the he's one of the greatest influences I've ever seen, like startup. And then my last one that I'll put in my top five because he set me in a different mind frame of everything. I have to throw Chuka in there because Chuka is an inspiration to me. Just put me in a rich barber mindset even when I had little to nothing um, next to my name in terms of money. Like put me in that mindset. Um, and watching all of his uh, his interviews, I bought every mixtape that he's ever dropped. Every mixtape has been bought by him. Um, but Chuka was somebody that I was able to engage with early on, just like G. He walked me through a lot of the process. I was able to fly out to Cali, experience how it is to work in his shop, to kick it out there in their shop. And it's just, man, Chuka's just been amazing, bro. He's just been amazing. That's one of my favorites as well. So, my five. That's a... That's a that's a nasty starting five, bro. That's a nasty top yeah. five. Right. Yeah, I got I got one person for at least everything. Facts. <laughs> Let's go next. So I'm from Kansas City. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. My energy is I'm a kid who goes to school. 
You know, my question is dope. Not much of one question, y'all. It's going to be a dope question. Okay, so this question, I remember it, and I, I flagged it, so my apologies, but my man, try and call back in because it was really hard to understand you, and your question was over three minutes. So I know it's dope. You're 16, and I'm, I'm, I'm passionate, and it's fire that you're cutting hair. You have so much passion. As a 16-year-old, I'm sure Beam would echo my feelings on that. But try and submit a question a little bit less time and try and speak a little clearer. Other than that, man, appreciate you and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. Couldn't hear that one. Hey, what's going on, man? It's Justin Harbour, a.k.a. Justo the Barber. I'm repping. I'm a 17-year-old from Phoenix City, Alabama. Um, you know what I'm saying? My Instagram is bitnikejusto, B-I-G, Nike, Justo. The question is, is I'm in love with the Tune 45. The enhancement is unbelievable. I use it for my clients. They love it. You know what I'm saying? Only problem I have is the 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 lightness of the brown black. I would I would love for it to be like a solid black, but not too dark, not too jet black. My question is, is there any black that's coming out? You know, appreciate you, man. Oh, yes, sir. you you want to go ahead, baby? That question, Onyx, Tune Forty Five dot com right now. Onyx Black, it's out. It's been it's, ready. It's been out. It's been out for months. <laughs> Go, go go on to 245.com and search Onyx. No drip. You'll find it. Next question. Hey, what's going on? My name is Jay, calling out of Raleigh, North Carolina. And I just wanted to get your opinion on what do you think the better clipper is, the gold SX or the new Andes Masters, the uh, cordless one? Oh, he went there. Appreciate you, man. My ID is no starving shy. That's N-O-S-T-A-R-V-I-N-S-H-Y. <clears throat> He went there, baby. Went there. Hey, <laughs> I'll say this, <laughs> and the reason that I'll say this is because you guys got to understand one thing, and and Perez knows what I'm talking about. Um, in terms of a bill, what was asked for from the industry, Babeless is sweeping everybody under the mat. Facts. They're responding to the people. They're giving everybody everything that they want. The Gold FX has literally been through multiple series, and we watched the Gold FX upgrade through multiple series. Retooling is, you know, it's essential. We retool, you know, Babel's retool, and we hope Anders will retool. But the thing that I wanted to get to is that by nature, like my soul is attached to the Anders Master. It's tattooed on my skin. The first clipper I picked up was an Andes Master. I'm not saying that the Masters is better. I just prefer the Master. I prefer a Master Blade. I prefer a Master Body Style. I prefer the guard system. And you can put you can put the guard system on the Babeless. And I still love the Babeless to this day. The Babeless is definitely a better built clipper. But for my preference of everyday use, I am a Masters guy. I also am a Masters guy, but I would be lying if i didn't say i appreciate what fabulous is doing they have their ear to the industry they're listening to us they're responding they're retooling they're giving the people what they want where i can comfortably say and I, i'm sure you would echo my, my my feelings as well that andis 
and wall just ain't listening and they don't care to listen. It's just facts. And it's sad that the, you know, two of the biggest companies in our industry and they just, they don't care to listen. So they definitely I'm, I'm don't rock, care to listen. I'm a rock with Babylon, bro. Um, I prefer the masters. I'm a master's guy, but I will always, always support Babylon. So shout out to Dennis. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Dennis. Hello. Hi, uh, my name is uh, Sean Gorains. Um I'm actually calling from um, actually Altoona, PA. Um, yeah, I've been cutting here off and off since 1991, since I was in the military, and I've been out with the military since 1999. Um, I, don't know, I don't even know what the hell to say, man, but uh, I'm just going to share a little something. Um, and I'm just going to share, like, like how you inspire me. Um, you know, just to get back in the haircutting game and and really taking it serious. You know, like the tricks that you, you know you do and stuff like with the with the with the, the hair enhancements and stuff like that, man. I mean, that's that's on point. Um, and and, and one reason why you know I'm getting back into the barber game, you know, just to make a little extra money. Um, you know, I was I was working and I'm not working up right now. I'm actually looking for another job though, but I need. You know, you know some extra money. You know about cutting hair, so I'm getting my barber stuff up. And um, you know, my girl, she be looking at like makeup videos, and I start looking at barber videos, and it popped up in uh, on my YouTube. And I was like, well, you know, you know, I've been through a lot, man. So, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and do this again. Why not? Um, the question I want to ask my um is uh, i mean i know you said that you know you've been like cutting hair since you was like nine your dad was cutting hair and stuff like that but um like did you have the passion like right away like when you was nine i mean did you have other dreams to do something else or you always had that dream to be a barber um that's my question and my statement is the fact that you know you really inspire me dude i mean god man especially when you just be enlightened I mean, you, you just got good choice of words, man. And after that, man, you just make a brother run. I'm like, God, goodness, man. I just want, I could do this, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I made it too much sense. Um, you know, even if I win or not, you know, that, uh, that, 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 that enhancement. I mean, I, I could use it. I would love to have it, you know, even if I don't want to, if, even if I don't win it, man, I just want to just give you a shout out, bro. God bless you. That's dope. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, any other things that I wanted to do when I was younger, like I said earlier in the interview, I wanted to do lawyering uh, younger just because I was a big, big person on arguing. But um, I kind of grew out of that. Uh, in college is when I, you know, decided to really go hard with the barbering. And that's just, you know, that's just how it played out for me. All righty. Shout out to you. Give me one second here. Let's get to the next one. It's your boy, Michael White. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. I go by Mike Will Blended on IG. And my question for Get Bang is, when it comes to starting out a YouTube channel for barbering, how much content do you recommend posting, like, monthly? 
and do you and also do what content do you feel like grabs your audience attention the most? Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you at the top, my brother. Okay. So uh, when it comes down to it, you said uh, in terms of posting, how much should you post monthly? And the number is not about how much you should post monthly unless you want to systematically try to number crunch. And with Perez can be able to vouch for this. The YouTube, the algorithm is so messed up. You can't number crunch even if you were to post a certain amount of videos. You might have a video that does amazing on its feedback and activity and another video that just doesn't. Um, I wouldn't say how many you should get out monthly. I say you should focus on finding a, a regimen monthly or weekly. And I would suggest you do it weekly because that's the fastest way to grow. And um, you want people to consistently see your name and see your work. So if you get yourself on a regimen to every two weeks starting out, if you can't record as much, uh, which is pretty safe, that's how I started every two weeks and that led on into months and then I had to get my consistency down packed. But you got to find a, a system that works for you. Find out what's one of your lightest days that you know you can take anybody to just record a video on and you know you can guarantee at least one. Like me now, I'm trying to guarantee two every week. So you got to set your system up for you in terms of how much you want, you know, to produce. If you want to grow on YouTube, you got to produce some type of content. So you got to get yourself on a regiment. So when people start to follow you, that they can follow that regiment. They know every Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m., being giving them a banger. They know for a fact I've instilled that. I've did it so consistently that they are waiting on it. So if I don't post Saturday, they're in my comment section asking where's their video. You kind of got to program yourself into posting your videos systematically. So once you create a following or subscribers or whatever you want to call them, you know, they'll grow as well and they'll systematically go under the regimen as well. I hope, you, I hope you had your notes out. I hope you guys had your notes out dropping jewels everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Bro, come on. We we locked. We focused tonight. We're not going to play no game. <laughs> Next. Yo, my name is Andy. I'm from Santa Ana, California. And my question for Get Beam is, what about you into cutting hair? And what motivated you to keep going? And my Instagram is at wavycuts with double Y's and double Z at the end. Thanks. Shout out to you, Andy. Uh, thank you for calling. But Beam has addressed those already. I'm sure you want to give him a shout out, though, Beam. Yeah, shout out to you. Um, just, just We want to say we thank that you call, you dropped a question or a statement or anything and participated, but you are entered in a giveaway. So again, we appreciate you for calling and uh, and leaving the statement. Shout out again. Absolutely. Yes, hello. My name is David Daly. I'm calling from Pittsburgh, PA. I am a local, a uh, loyal, excuse me, subscriber to uh, Get Beans channel. I'm one of the 200K followers for sure. Uh, brother, you have taught me how to master the game, how to manipulate uh, my surroundings, my canvases. Um, I appreciate your inspiration that you that you give us. 
um, every day. I'm always looking for more content. As soon as I get the notification bell, I could be at work and I'm watching that video. Um, so I wanted to thank you for that. I hope that I am honored to be selected for the cordless bean king compressor. Um, but if not, I just, the statement that I wanted to say to you is that my favorite video is the one, uh, where you were tapering someone out and you were talking about your brother's passing and, um, and, you know, uh, the, the violence that's in Chicago. And so I just wanted to ask you, how have you been doing? How have you been maintaining since the loss of your brother? Um, because that's what's really important. Forget about haircuts. My IG is Lionheart838. Again, it's Lionheart838. My phone number is area code 412-927-8737. Uh, I also usually comment on your uh, YouTube videos under David Brown, um, hj1311 at gmail.com. And so, yeah, I just wanted to know, you know, how have you been maintaining and coping since the tragic loss of your brother? Um, best wishes to you and your family uh, and to everyone. Um, you guys, uh, stay, stay strong, stay focused up, and keep dropping that content for us. All right. Well, yeah, to tap into this question, um, honestly, uh, I can be 100% transparent. There's not, uh, I don't feel like I've even got the chance to cope with what's went on because uh, when everything happened, that's the same year I graduated. That was the same year I linked with Tomb 45. I've just been really focused. Um, on myself and I've just been focused with with, uh, with, with, with moving forward. So I have not been 100% able to cope with uh, the passing of my brother, but what I was able to do to suppress uh, the grief is possess or uh, take on the things that my brother used to take on. And uh, he was real big into working out in that year that I linked up with Tomb 45. I had heavily got into the gym. I was on my road. I done lost 100-plus pounds. Like, I kind of just possessed the things that my brother used to like to do. It kind of made me feel closer um, to him opposed to uh, grieving. So I have not 100% coped uh, with my situation. But with everything that I do, my brother is my motive behind it, which is the reason why I'm able to keep going. And my first 100K was for him, even though a lot of people didn't get to meet him or didn't get to see a lot of the influence um, that uh, I had due to him a lot of what I do uh he's the reason why so it's kind of hard to stop when it feel like you know uh enough is never enough like it feel like anything I do is nowhere near enough so it's just you know coping I feel like it's gonna come with time everybody grief at their own pace I just feel like it ain't been my time I feel like I can work right now I'm doing it efficiently I got him as my you know as my main motive of why I'm doing everything I'm able to be positive throughout the situation. So honestly, man, um, my mom and everybody is all right. My family is all right. They're getting better with it. But me personally, I ain't really been too attached to it. It's been the way I've been able to um, really attack this individual that I am. I'm actually able to grow into myself. He has so much character, personality. I possess a lot of character and personality now. Those who know me or even meet me in person, can see why like I project a lot of personality um but yeah that that that's that's probably as much as I could really say about it
That's deep, Beam. That's deep. Next question, Beam. You ready? Yep. Hey, um, my name is Luke Mason. I'm a barber in Washington, D.C., and my Instagram tag name is uh, Meso Cuts, M-A-S-O-C-U-T-Z. And I had a question for Get Beam. Uh, my question was, Mainly, just taking it back a little bit, back to when you were in college, how did you deal with working? I don't know if you worked in a shop, but just cutting hair. And, like, how did you deal with the time management and focusing on your classes as well as perfecting your craft while you were in college? And also, it just just managing your time correctly. And then I have two questions. So my second question is, how do you maintain your passion or your motivation to post on YouTube even throughout that whole time, because I'm kind of in a similar similar situation. I just want to get it right. Just how did you maintain your passion, and how did you maintain pushing out content and great content at that? Thank you. All right. Okay. So to answer his question, I I, I didn't um I didn't I couldn't clearly hear his name. It sounded real local. Did you, did you hear his name, Chris? Yeah, his name was uh. It- I didn't hear it. the transcript says Luke. I know it's Maso Cuts is his Instagram. So uh, all right, well shout out to Maso Cuts. Shout to out your question on how I was able to uh balance both with uh schooling and barbering. No, I wasn't in the shop to answer uh your question or the statement. Um I actually was cutting out of my dorm room. So what I would do is I would go to class, you know, Monday through Thursday because I didn't have classes on Friday. And um I'll cut maybe I'll cut maybe five people uh, every day in terms of Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday would be my studying day. I know for a fact I didn't have class Friday through Sunday. So Friday would be my days that I will have a full schedule cutting in the bathroom of uh, of our dorm room. Um, so it wasn't so much of mastering my craft. It was a way that I was able to pay all of my bills without having to call home and ask for money. So, um when 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 just doing the two in school if you choose to master something there's no way you can do something else because in order to master something you have to solely be focused on that one thing there's so many things um in barbering which is what makes it so broad so people can't master everything at one time my advice to give to you when i was in college i was just cutting and I was doing my schoolwork. I didn't put one above the other. I was just doing I was doing both of them at the same time, honestly. And like I told you, if you're able to create your schedule to either get off class earlier on a Friday or not have class on a Friday, dedicate at least one day out your week solely into cutting hair. My Monday through Thursday was maybe five people throughout those days, sometimes maybe two to three people each day because I did not want to cut hair throughout the week seeing I had so many classes. So if you're able to, you know, uh, find your median where you get most of your time or majority of your time, you'll devote that into cutting hair. And then all of your time that you have to in terms of if you in uh, class, I mean, if you only got 12 credit hours or if you got more, however many you got, you know, you got to do that work. So kind of a text and balance thing. But I didn't put either one before, before itself. I just created a time gap, which was my Friday when I built my schedule around my classes to be open, to dedicate that one day out of all my days to be cutting hair. There you have it, Maso. Let's hit the next one. Hi, my name is Rashad Davis. 
at Chip D A Barber, Chip the Barber on Instagram. Uh, my question is, it's a two-part question. Uh, first part is, when you begin doing enhancements, how long should you give yourself before you start to offer it as a service? Because personally, I feel like I didn't need to charge for it just yet until I got comfortable with doing it. And then I would charge, you know, my clients probably 5 to $10 more per cut. And then how long do you schedule? I work by appointments also. So how long do you schedule your client for if you are adding enhancements to their haircut? Thank you. That's a great question. Great question. Um, okay, so um, I want to apologize uh, to the last person because he did have a second part, which was maintain. I mean, which was uh, maintaining you know, the passion, having oh. the passion for posting the videos while in college. Um, I didn't have a lot of motivation in college. You, Perez can vouch for you. I was posting the video once every three to four months, so my consistency was very low. But I, you know, it was effective to some more matter. And um, the um, Rashad, for your first part of your questions in terms of enhancements, when should you start charging or or uh, use it as a service or able to list it as a service? Uh, me personally, I was using enhancements for years. I feel like the game has changed now because I came from Clubsman Wax. I came from High Beam Spray. I came from Vegan. I came from you know, uh, the KISS era. I come from so many eras of color enhancement. There was so much trial and error, and there were so many mistakes that I made. I was using vegan and didn't even know that it was a dye or it could actually hurt people's skin and things of that nature. So honestly, um, it's the same thing as fade. Understand and know what color you want. Choose the colors that you want to use. And when you choose those colors, do research. Know if you need to patch test. And that's why our product, No Drip, uh, as a color enhancement, is perfect uh, in this case because you don't need to patch test. It is built for the skin. So in terms of a color enhancement product, you do your research behind it. And once you do your research behind it, it's trial and error. You throw it in a few cuts, you know, at the beginning. Whether it's you doing it for a couple weeks to a couple months, you just got to get the understanding down of why you're doing it, when somebody needs it, and how, you know, to um, – to sell it as a service. So once you once you're able to do your research behind the color enhancement and get comfortable with using it, I can't tell you when you will be comfortable. Like I like I told you, I wasn't comfortable with color enhancement until five, six years down the line. I started on the porch at eleven years old and was using color then. Did not get a full understanding until I got in the industry. So it was actually maybe more than ten years. So everybody road is different, but the color enhancement is right before your eyes today. So it should be easier to get comfortable with it because the game is taught um, by so many people. Like you have so many people that's teaching color in here. Um, I need to hear the, the what's the second part of his question? Uh, the que the second part is um, he works by appointment. How do you go about? Um, do you add extra time if you're doing color enhancement? In other words, how long do you schedule your client for if you're adding enhancements oh, to their haircut? That was that's a perfect question. That's um, why I said it was a great question. Two color, great two part question. Color enhancement takes anywhere, it, literally anywhere from one to three minutes. So if you schedule your clients on a 45 to hour base rate, 
I'm just using this as an example. If you have hours, like if you have an hour for adult haircut, and you finish that haircut within the 30 to 45 minutes, then you got extra play time. I finished early in my haircut so I can use my color enhancement. Now I do it more than ever because um, the more I cut here, you know, the more I'm cutting into my time. I'm at 30-minute slots, meaning, you know, there can't be a mistake. I got to go, 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 go. But it depends on what your time limit is. Me, I just finish my haircut a little earlier than usual and have another minute to three minutes to play with. And shameless plug, you know, you brought it up, right? <laughs> Plus, this is mm-hmm. this is my podcast or so whatever. Yes, our no-drip color, it comes pre-mixed. So you don't have to worry about mixing it and diluting it and making sure the ratio is right or it's going to spray right. You literally just shake the bottle and it's good to go. And like Beam said in the beginning of the conversation, um, it's designed to stain the skin, right? Um, I feel like, I, you know, we have a responsibility, right, Beam, to bring it up. Um, it's not a plug. It's just fact. Uh, a lot of these 50-50 mixtures – it's not designed to stain the skin. It's designed to stain hair. So if you don't patch test, I mean, you're liable. You can hurt somebody. So no drip designed to stain the skin. It's easy. It comes in the bottle. You shake it up. How long, how long is it ready to, for, to use? <laughs> By the time you put it out of your drawer, how long does it take you to shake it up and put it, put it in the, in the, in the, in the gun? Oh, take it up and put it in the gun. That's literally like a 10-second to 30-second process. Yeah, so you're talking, like you said, 10, 10, 10 to 30-second process. You're ready, you're ready to, you know, locked and loaded and one to two minutes to apply. And in reference for me, like Beam said, very similar for me, I was about eight years in my career because I never really, I've never really tried color, right? At least Beam tried it. I never really tried color until I was pretty into my career. And it was, you know, it was it was eye opening. I you know it was I wouldn't say I was nervous, but I wanted to make sure I was going to get it right. Right, like I already had my clientele. I was established. I was good. Nobody was asking me for it, so I was comfortable. But I wanted to learn it. So eight years, I got into it, and then what I started doing was very similar to what you were doing, Richard. I was just, you know, offering it for free, and I was kind of messing around and, and tweaking and getting it to where I felt comfortable. And once I felt comfortable. Like Beam said, nobody can really answer when you're going to feel comfortable. When you feel comfortable and it looks right, you're ready to go, ready to charge. And I'll add one little thing to the end of that, Perez. I love everything that you just said. One last ending thing is to know when you're ready because, you know, I can, I mean, from, from going through the color enhancement, we go through so many stages in different um, situations. So when you put yourself in a situation with somebody who has a full, a full lineup who don't need enhancements and you can still add enhancements to enhance the haircut and not overly do it but still make it look proper. Not only them, you got guys who are light in the corners. You got guys who almost don't have no hair and you can still manipulate the color um, to look real. When you feel like you can be put in any situation and you can apply color efficiently, you're ready. Bars on the next. What's up? This is um, KB the OG on Instagram. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi, and I got a question for Get Bean. I wanted to know what's your, how did you brand yourself in the beginning? Because I'm looking to market myself a little bit better, so I want to get some tips from you. And keep going what you're doing. I'm 21 years old, and you inspire me every day. 
to take this barber stuff to the next level. So keep doing what you're doing, and we always watching and we love and support. Thank you. Man, hey, that's love. I appreciate <laughs> that. Big, big, big shout out. Big shout out. Um, with 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 that question right there, and before I even attack the question, I kind of just want to go and say, you know, uh, you being 21 years old and doing the barbering thing, it's just dope that we got so many more young barbers, you know, trying to break into the industry. I love it. Like seeing Vic and seeing everybody else that's younger in the game coming in and, you know, killing it. But with branding myself, um, what helped me brand myself was I kind of wanted to put myself out there in terms of personality. So like when um, I got the name Beam, it was literally from a client who jumped out my chair and said, bro, you beam my line. And when I heard that, it was just like, wow, it's interesting. Like it was interesting because like I've all, I've always been known for like the sharp, precise look. So once my client gave that to me, I'm not saying everybody client is going to give it to them. But mine was more natural. I kind of, like, it, it felt organic. My client uh, said I beamed him, which is why I changed my name to Get Beam, basically. And um, I created the Beam team because the Beam team isn't, like, a, a, a actual team where you have to try out. The Beam team is about the experience. It's about positive people. It's about, you know, wanting to educate yourself more, wanting to gain more knowledge. And, you know, always remaining a student to the game. And at the same time, kind of, you know, uh, experiencing our industry, not just cutting hair in the barbershop, but pulling up to events, pulling up to other barbershops, networking and building relationships. Uh, even if it's nothing super big, just to be able to network and build relationships, you never know who you will run into. So um, my branding came a little bit more natural uh, with just my clients. So with branding yourself, what I could give you advice on is uh, when you brand yourself, uh, really think about it because the brand is your image. It's literally a spitting image of you. Anything that's under that brand will affect you from that day forward. Um, so make the brand personal. The, the brand has to be personal. It has to be about you. It has to be something that's dear to you because when you start a brand, or you start something that is bigger than you from the beginning and you don't even know it, you know, you got to put that type of um, that type of work and that type of effort towards that because it's greater than you. So it's not something you can push to the side. Branding is like one of the most serious things that, uh, that I really um, look into. And I got a big branding thing that's coming up in 2020. I just had to drop that real quick. They don't know about it. Perez, you don't need to talk after this, but. Yeah, well, Brandon, man, just, just let it come naturally and make it personal and, and, and really do it. That's great advice. That's great advice. Some people try to force, you know, force the shoe if it don't fit. Let it come naturally. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Next. Let's go. And I'm, guys, I don't want you to feel like I'm rushing to this, but, man, 76. Y'all showed love. Y'all showed, the <laughs> beam team showed up, baby. 76, yeah. man. Hey, shout out to everybody who, who dropped that question, For man. real. Or who just called in. That is just amazing to be able to engage with people all throughout the country. And, and you know, to have this type of effect is just amazing. I just know I need to, you know, I'm going to turn it up a notch. Let's go. Next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy Lloyd. I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. My Instagram is Lloyd one K. L L O Y D one K. I just wanna say, um, get being you the goat, bro. 
And um, you inspire me to start start cutting. You and this is the GZ, uh, like some of the guys who inspired me to start cutting, like really GZ. I'm a senior in high school. And uh, I started like trying to cut hair in like the eighth grade or whatever. But I mean, it's just like seven, four eighths. But yeah, y'all guys just really inspire me just to get better and better every day. So, so what to say? It kicked uh, me for the uh, cordless compressor, yo. Peace out. <laughs> my man wants you to pick. Yo, pick me. Hey, shout out to my man, Lord. Shout out to my man, Lord. It's a senior. He said in high school he started cutting in eighth grade. He had to been like 13, 14. So, uh, big shout out. As I said before, Perez, like we got a lot of young people joining the industry now. Like barbering is one of the things to do right now. It's dope, so, like, man. It's a, it's a good feeling, do. right? It's a good feeling, yeah, man. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling. But, Lloyd, uh, shout out to you. Uh, to, to, to hear things like the goat is crazy at times because that's not what I'm, you know, what I'm focused on. But the fact that, that that I'm that to you, I just feel like, you know, I'm expected to do nothing but, but, but greater things or even do, you know, even, I mean, continuously do great things. Just because you never know who watching you, like I said, like you don't know who you influence. I influence somebody in Detroit, you know, that's a senior in high school. They could be thinking about football. They could be thinking about whatever, you know, boys thinking about when they seniors in high school, going into college and all type of other things. But, you know, you, you know what they're thinking about. Come on now. Yeah, I know what, I know what they're thinking about. We yeah, all thinking about no football. Come on now. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, you know, we got to, you know, we got to respect it for what you. it is. But, I feel you. But, yeah, shout out again to Lloyd. Keep, keep working, bro. Keep cutting. Keep watching the videos. Keep educating yourself. You're only going to get better with time. Shout out to Lloyd. All right, next one. Yo, my name is Tyon Crawford. I'm from Manchester, Ohio. My Instagram is TyFlySkyHigh. And I got a, uh, just a statement for Gibby, man. It's really just a thank you, man. Uh, I watch your videos, and I, you know, went to barber school last year. I completed everything. You were, like, one of my biggest, biggest inspiration. You know, you lost your brother. You kept pushing. You you went to school, man. I just want to, like, say thank you for giving barbers like me motivation and uh, a way to see how the barber industry could change lives, not only for the barber, for but for, like, the clients as well, man. I just really appreciate it. Please keep dropping that fire content. You got a fan. Uh, I love your work, man. And just thank you for the inspiration, bro. All right, bless up. Yo, these voicemails, big shout man. Out. I don't know big how you're doing it right now with these voicemails. Hey, I fly sky high. Big shout out to you. And, man, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, Perez, it's just crazy, bro, that I can motivate this many people from around the world. And at that, like, people know a part of my story. Like, I've literally, the YouTube thing, we've been writing a book. Like, it's a whole nother chapter in my life. Like, like, and they get to see that as transparent as possible. So the fact that he can keep up with my story and he just know about me and feel that he know me because he do. Everything is transparent. Everything is 100%. That's heartwarming, bro. That's amazing. It's- so shout out again to my boy, I fly sky high. And uh, just keep working, man. Keep working, bro. Shout out to you, bro. But it's almost like you're dropping a documentary and you're dropping bro. a series by series, video by video, cut by cut, bro. enhancement by enhancement. It, it's crazy, this YouTube thing, bro. It's crazy. 
Bro, I've been feeling like a movie director lately. Facts. Next one, let's load them up. Let's load it. What is going on? This is Rich Smith from Knoxville, Tennessee, representing Diamond Cook Barbershop at Cuts by Reggie. My question is for Get Bean. My question is just why are you doing it to him like that, man? Why are you dropping these hit after a hit? It's like a, it's like it's like you Jay Z right now, and you dropping hit after a hit, and everybody else trying to catch up. So that's my question to get Bean. Why you keep dropping it on them like that? It's cut by Rich. I love it, Rich. Hey, 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 hey! Cut by Rich. Just give him the compressor. Give him the compressor, bro. Hey, why you applying so much pressure on the? On the podcast, he came with the energy from the beginning. Uh, why am I doing it to him like that, man? This ain't my work, man. This guy. I mean, work. listen. There's this a reason. Work, man. There's a reason I stopped me. dropping videos, bro. There's a this reason, Beam, that I stopped dropping videos, bro. I had nah, to just. I had to take. A, I had to take a step back, bro. Come nah, on, man. <laughs> no. Nah, nah, I'm just hey, playing. Rick, shout out to you, bro. And, hey, DM me. DM me. I, I got a gift for you. Then that just charged me up. There you go. Rich from representing Diamond Cuts. DM him. He's going to be expecting it. Next. Good uh, morning. My name is Jaquai Jenkins. I'm calling from Harrisburg, PA. Uh, my ID is respect underscore my underscore future. The respect's with a K instead of the C. And my, my question is for... Uh, Forget Beam, man. I watch a lot of his videos. I, I watch a lot of his videos, actually. <laughs> and I uh, I really look up to him, man. I don't, I don't know if he understands that he's a mentor in some people's eyes, but I just want to know, like, if you do realize that, when, like, what steps did you take to increase that and build on top of that so that you can get more, like, more people to look under you or look up to you? Like, that's, that's a question I have for you. But uh, thank you again. Uh, once again, my name is Jaquai Jenkins, and my ID respect underscore my underscore future. Have a blessed day. Beam. He, Jaquai, su- he submitted hey, two back Jenkins, to back. Shout out. Much respect. Much respect to him. Much respect to Jaquai Jenkins. Uh, in terms of a mentor, if I ever realized it, I did realize it through YouTube. The more as I grew, and the more like when I when I linked up with Tomb Forty Five is really when I knew because I was only doing two shows a year on my own dime. I was uh, working with a company named Doctor Fillion, um, and I would just go out there and I would platform and I would just you know just see people and shake so many hands and people would just know me and it would be so crazy. And when I linked with Tomb 45, it's kind of like I under like they kind of taught me what influence meant. They kind of taught me what uh, engagement meant. Like I was just analyzing a lot of my analytics that I never really looked into. So in terms of realizing it, I realized it when I seen the growth and when I really linked up with Tomb 45. And when I linked up with Tomb 45, that's when I decided to build on it. Not only did we do the Beam Team cordless comp- compressor, but every event that Every event that came up, I told Dre to sign me up for because I wanted to either educate at the events or be there to shake hands. So uh, to answer that question, I showed up to real events in the industry, shook hands. I hugged people like, you know, 
our group celebrated multiple times. We had, you know, many losses and, you know, many, many trials and tribulations uh, through becoming an educator and, uh, and traveling full time, you know, with the team and being sponsored and being introduced into entrepreneurship, like everything, like not just, you know, mentorship, but everything kind of grew over time. But when I linked up with 245 and I kind of, they, they kind of taught me what, what I could do with my influence and how I could really show my influence and impact, you know, uh, the game. Once I knew, once I knew it, I did a lot of these events over the last two years. And then my last year that I just did was literally my best year, which is why YouTube has been my best year. And I'm labeled 2019 year to creators because I decided to, um, to take my level of creation to another level and really tap into the inner soul of all of my subscribers that's in my video i want you to feel like you're literally beside me in every video like not 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 me explaining it to you i want you to feel like you're on my hip or or shadowing me at the shop or literally my camera man so um that's what happened man linked over to 45 they taught me what my influence was how i could use it once i seen what it did and i could use it in a positive way and my feedback was nothing but positive i just kept doing the same thing Appreciate that, Bean. Yes, sir. Let's go to the next one. Hello, how you guys doing? My name is Fred Shields. I'm 18 years old, and I'm an inspiring barber. Aspiring barber. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, and my IG is Freddie with a three underscore. Um, my question is for uh, Get Bean. Um, I've been cutting my own hair since my freshman year of high school. I graduated last year, so now I'm in college, and uh, I cut my brother's hair. I cut some of my friends' hair, my teammates that I'm on the basketball team with now in college. And I just want to ask you, um, when did you realize that you were going to be a, a a great barber like you are now? Because I wait for your videos on YouTube, and I wear like months and weeks for however long you drop and I'll be like I just won't see him dropping a video because when I look at you cut hair I just be like this dude really really like he really he really cool like he really he really can cut hair and I just be admiring the game because I also want to be good and I feel like I am good but I want to be on your level thank you could you repeat that question to me Perez one second here. When did you realize you were going to be a great barber? So when I, I bruh, I don't even feel like I'm a great barber right now. What do you mean? That's, I, just, that's a I tough feel one. To like there's so much more to learn. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I know I'm good. Like I know I'm like, I know I'm great with my hands. I know I'm, I'm great at something. Like, of course I'm great at something. I created uh, influence through something but in terms of a great barber like I feel like no one has 100% mastered the craft I feel like um you do the more accolades that you knock out in uh, milestones you uh you get throughout your process I feel like that's when you get there but I'm literally at the beginning of my journey like I just feel like the industry and everybody outside the industry is starting to physically see it through YouTube and my content creation. There you have it. Let me find the next one here. 
What's good, Chris and Ben? Um, my name is Sana. I'm from Tacoma, Washington. My Instagram is queen with a K, dot cuts with a K and a Z. And my question is, where did you get the original Andes guards from, the black ones? Uh, I recall you saying that they was the Cito guards, and but they were black, and I, I can only find the red ones. And I was wondering if the red ones were exactly like the black ones. And also, where do you begin your um, instrumentals from, man? Because it be going hard, for real. Like, sometimes I just be, I re-watch a video just to hear the beat, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I appreciate you answering my question, man. You're doing big things. I guess in one of your videos, you mentioned something about Black and his guards beam. Beam, you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm here. My, uh, I guess I accidentally hit the, the mute button. I was actually talking, but <laughs> shout out to Queen Cuts. But uh, yeah. Um, in terms of the black guards, uh, I got the black guards from a beauty supply store in Georgia at the beginning. Uh, I forgot what the beauty supply store name is because I went with one of our guys, Jason Patrick. He actually knows where to get them. It was a place that I got them from in Chicago, but they don't have them anymore. They're sold out. So I've been fishing on the net just as well as you have. But I know a lot of people who start out with a barber kit. So if you can even find somebody who have an old barber kit that came with Andes Masters, those were the standard guards that came uh, in people guard packs. So if you can find somebody who had, if they have, you know, some of their old equipment from barber school and they're a little older than you, they might be able to get them black guards to you. And my instrumentals, I get my instrumentals from my guy Germ Boomin on Instagram. So please go follow him. Germ and Boomin is spelled B-O-O-M-I-N. There's no G at the end of that. So go follow him. He makes sense, the best instrumentals. I choose all of my samples that I get done. And, you know, we make magic happen. You got fire, bro. You definitely got fire when it comes to the instrumentals. Hey, shout out, bro. Shout out. Over here, let's get Sam. Hi, this is Sam the Barber from Dayton, Ohio. My Instagram is Sam is Sam underscore the underscore Barber eighteen. And my question was, was what's more inspiring the the money that you get for cutting here in the barber shop, or the satisfaction you get from the customer and knowing you did a great job for them. Because personally, mine is the satisfaction. Yes, the money is a great perk, but I do this just for the happiness of my customers and make sure that, that they're being taken care of the way they're supposed to instead of going somewhere and they just look ruined. So that's my question. What makes you happier, the haircut or the money? I want to give a huge shout-out to my boy, Sam. And in terms of that question, uh, I just recently dropped a video, and I believe it's my, like, extremely graphic 360 waiver video. It's like two videos ago. I literally ended that video with a minute and 50 seconds of me ranting about me not caring about what's going on in the shop or caring about how much money that I make every day. I mean, we're supposed to make money because we got to take care of, uh, take care of ourselves. But in terms of my everyday job, 
like I fell in love with impacting a couple clients. Like I live in a very dangerous city, but it's a beautiful city at the same time. Me personally, I cut in an urban area and um I, I I cut a lot of guys who demeanor and and the things that they said when they sat in the chair and the things that they felt that they was going to do. And I just, I like one time, for example, uh, one of my clients, he came in the shop super mad and, uh, and he was losing his mind. And he said what he was going to go do after the shop. And I gave him a haircut and I'm not even going to lie to you. Like I was, I, I it kind of motivated me more to go even, um, to go more like to go in on the haircut uh, because I didn't know that I can impact him but I was just like you know let me see if I can just change his mind and the reaction that I got like I completely changed his whole mood like to to just to down to just regular transformations or regular haircuts like to see people facial reaction when they look into the mirror is ridiculous to me that's literally priceless that's next to none I'll always take the customer over money just because, you know, that's my reputation. And, 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 and to build and instill confidence in men or women is what we signed up for when we became barbers. And I feel like that's my duty. So that's, I will always choose that. You know, when we first started doing this podcast, we had, um, I think it was John from Coiffer with Jesse Lima. And uh-huh. he said a phrase to me that stuck with me, bro. And that phrase was, we are counselors to the community. We We touch, we touch everyone in the community, whether it be the young kid, the, the struggling college student, um, the struggling, you know, adult that's just trying to get by the successful lawyer, the doctor, you know, uh, athletes. I mean, we, everyone comes through the shop and the chair can be very therapeutic. There's something that Danny says. He always, hey, when we used to hire barbers, Perez, Bosio, some get a, get a haircut with him. And his first question wasn't, how did he cut hair? His first question was, how did his chair feel? And at first we would kind of like, you know, what? How did his chair feel? Did it feel enlightening? Did it feel, you know, did you feel good when you got out of the chair? Or did it feel negative and just, man, I'm just trying to get this cut done so I can make money and and move on. How did this chair feel? So we have a lot of power in our hands, pun intended and not pun intended, right? Because we're using our hands Mm -hmm. to cut somebody's hair, but how we impact that person's life. You, you don't know, man. Like you said, you changed a guy's mindset. He could have, he could have thrown it all away. And then one quick flash decision. You mean it, that's ridiculous to me, Perez. We didn't say one word to each other. Like, I could see how he was breathing, how hot he was. Bro, I did my best on that haircut. I literally took an hour and 30 minutes. And when he saw himself, like, he completely changed his mind. Like, everything, mm-hmm. like, changed. His whole energy It's like a switch cut off. Like, it was insane. Bro, lo- local called me the other day. He had a client of his sit in the chair that had something traumatic happen in his family. You know what I mean, and mm-hmm. something similar happened to me years ago, man. Years ago, I think Bosio might have been there, or he wasn't there yet at the original barbershop that we worked at before we opened up headlines. Mm-hmm. And this gentleman sits in my chair, bro, and he's like, "I just lost my kid." Mm. 
I mean, we're talking mid haircut, bro. We're talking, we're talking about football. We're chilling. Blah, blah. And out of nowhere, he's like, I lost my kid. And you know, from, I'm like, what, what do you say? Right? Like, there's nothing I can say to make him feel better. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, my condolences, what can I do? What can, you know, he's like, man, I just, just getting a haircut, sitting in the chair and just for 30 minutes, getting my mind off of this is enough. 30 minutes. And it sounds selfish, but mm. I just, I just need to unplug for 30 minutes. So how we affect people's lives goes way beyond, way beyond the money or the haircut. Know That's that, fine. know yeah. that and, and own that and respect that because you have power. We have power as barbers. Mm, bar. Next one. Hello, my name is Jamari Mitchell from Michigan City, Indiana. And my Instagram name is Jam underscore the barber. And I was wondering what made you become a barber and how did you improve your skills? All right, so I'm pretty sure. Shout out to Mitchell Beam. Give me a shout out. He's already addressed those questions, though. Uh, go ahead, Beam. Yeah, shout out to Jamaria. Um, I definitely answered the question already, but I would. I just wanna. I, I wanna. Um, I feel like I saw him under one of my pictures too, bro. Like I'm sitting here thinking while I'm trying to respond because I'm. Like, I feel like I've interacted with a lot of the names, bro, and it's insane because I just want to give him a huge shout-out for calling because if he's the page that I'm thinking about, it's like I interacted with him before we even did the podcast, and then people are able to, you know, see the post and engage with us in the podcast. I mean, I answered the question before, and I don't want to, you know, repeat the things, but I just want to give you a huge shout-out because I know I interacted with you before. And you called in to the podcast. Yeah, no, and I, I definitely don't want to make it feel like we're rushing or mm-hmm. like you don't want to address it. It's just, you know, it, it, it'll get, it could get redundant <laughs> answering the same yeah. question over and over again. But definitely huge shout out for calling, bro. We definitely appreciate you calling in and, and getting a chance to interact. And I think this is dope, man. This, this is, this has been really cool just to see your followers get to engage with you and actually get to ask you a question or tell you something or tell you how much you've helped them, not in a text yeah. form, but you know, you get to hear their energy in their voice, bro. That, that, that to me is, is it, that's everything. I think it's so dope, bro. So let's go to Daniel. What's up, man? It's, uh, my name's Danny Herrera. I'm from Long Island, New York. My IG is, uh, Danny Herrera, 25, D-A-N-N-H-E-R-R-E-R-A, 25. So I had a question about when it comes to cutting hair with people with um, cowlicks in their hair. So I actually have a cowlick by my hairline area on the right side of my head. And from going on there, I really don't, like, when someone cuts my hair, it leaves, you know, uh, a bald spot, not really a bald spot, but, like, a weak spot. How would I tell the barber to fix that? Because I cut my hair sometimes myself. How would I fix that? Thank you. Beam is the king of lineups. What you got to say, Beam? 
All right, well, I want to give a huge shout out. <clears throat> I want to give a huge shout out to him, uh, and also with the with the um with the Calix. Calix could be a pain, and the reason they could be a pain is like you said, you have one in the front of the lineup, and I feel like a lot of people get it wrong with trying to cut a Calix with the grain in the front of the lineup because the hair will always appear to be thicker just because it's swirled up. Like the hair pattern, it shifts in a different, you know, different pattern and different angle. Um, me personally, like if I have a waiver, most of my waivers get cut with either a 1.5 or a 2, really a 2. So if I cut them down with a 2 and I know the front of their line and has a calorie, I'll use a 5, and even a 5 is too big. I'm just saying a 5 just because I want people – to understand and know that everything is trial and error and you better be safe than, you know, sorry. Because once hair is gone, hair is gone. I cut the hair with a two with the grain and I don't touch the calic area. And then I'll cut with the five. And if it's too, if the guard is too big, I'll work my way down. Open, halfway closed, and keep going down the guard. Five, four, and three. And I'll go against the grain of the calic because that's the best way to get the calic uh consistent with the rest of the hair that's already laid down cutting with the grain can be a pain because you have to cut in the swirl in the front of the line in a very tight area you might make a hair or two and once you strip one of the hairs out the calyx it's very noticeable so cut with a bigger guard against the grain in the calyx area if the guard is too big work your way down it's better safe than being sorry all right thank you danny for the call Yo, what's up? This is Fly Guy Trayron, IG, Kansas City Mo, Kansas City, Missouri, I'm calling from. Hey, my question is for Get Dean. Yo, man, love the work. Fantastic. Biggest question in the world. Should I quit the job I'm doing now to take this barber and stuff to the next level? Seriously, to support my family, make it a career, and just moving forward in life. So I really like to hear your response on that. Love. I want to give a huge shout out to Fly Guy, but you asked should you quit to take barbering serious. And honestly, in a case like this, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I wouldn't give you advice over a situation like that because I don't know your situation. But what I will tell you is, do what's best for you. If you feel it's best to do barbering then do barbering. If it's not at the time, then it's just not the time. Because I don't want to solely tell you that, yeah, do barbering, and barbering doesn't pan out the way you want it, and, you know, you're in the worst predicament. Do what's best for you. If it makes sense, then barbering will definitely be a blessing. It's a journey for everybody, but it's definitely a blessing. Um, But that's what I'll say about that. Yeah, no, I, I would have to agree, and I'll second that from Beam. Every situation is subjective, right? Every situation is, is different for everyone. Uh, me and Beam can sit up in here and tell you, you know, uh, yeah, do it. It's great. <laughs> we love barbering. We do love barbering, and barbering has, has opened up many doors for both of us, and uh, we're financially set, you know what I mean? Uh, we make great money doing what we're doing and doing what we love. Uh, but the reality is, um, as politely as we can put it, is only you can answer that question. That's just, I mean, that that's heavy. 
You know, should you quit to, to you know, you guys, you got from what, the question, you got a family to support and stuff. That's that's up to you. Is it possible? Can you make it a, a career? You know, absolutely. We've both done it. But that's uh, that's something you got to sit down and talk with your family and and get on the same page and communicate. And only you can answer that. But thank you for submitting the call. Submitting the question, excuse me. Anything else to add to that, Beam? Are you good? Oh, uh, no. Uh, there's not too much that I really, uh, there's not too much that I really want to add to that. Just like careers and I said, do what, you know, do what's best for you and your family at this time. If, you know, you can't, then you can't. But if you can, it's going to be a blessing in disguise. Like it's a journey. It's a journey for everybody. All right, let's go to the next one. Hey, what's going on? Um, this is uh, Pick Williams. My IG is section 8082. I'm calling out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. My question for Get Beamed is, what was your driving or your motivational uh, force uh, to become a barber? And, uh, yeah, so that's my question. And uh, good to hear what made you, you know, become a barber. Well, my, 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 my driving force to really, to really do what I do and become a barber is just all really from, um, it's all from different, it's all from different levels. Like when I first started off barbering, it came from wanting to be the nicest with my hands. And then that led into taking pictures and then taking pictures led into 15 second videos when Instagram finally decided to catch up with Vine. And I was able to post some type of videos. Elegance was a big group. Everybody was hashtagging at this point. Barbershop Connect was very big in terms of um, repost pages and things of that nature. This was getting real big in the industry. There's multiple stages you will go through that will, you know, enhance your drive of force or make you not want to do it. Um, so at the pictures became uh, a Canon DSLR. I mean, not Canon. No, I did have a Canon DSLR that went out on me. Then I got a Sony. I got a, a camera that was able to pick up video. I started to do videos. I put that in front of people. Then I loved the response that I was getting to videos. That created a different drive in the force for me because now I want to be a content creator. And in order to be a content creator, I mean, I have to cut some hair. So I'm consistent on both levels, cutting hair and getting video. My driving force changed based on whatever my situation was and like I used to want to be the nicest that's when I started I stopped believing in trying to be the nicest person with my hands very early because you attire yourself out with a never-ending journey because no one knows it all your driving force gonna change over the game I mean like throughout your years depending on what you do and what makes you happy with Barbara you gotta you know make the best out of it you got some people who just cut hair and you got some people who create art with hair. Like, everything is different. Your driving force will change over the years. There you go. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Patrick. Uh, my name is Patrick Delangana. And I'm from Rock Island, Illinois. My ID is Dials cuts. So, uh, my question to get Ben was, when 
did you start using the color enhancement? I want to give a huge shout out to my boy Patrick. I couldn't hear where you were from. I really wish I could hear that better, but I couldn't um, hear where you was from. He's from um, Rock Island, Illinois. Okay, yeah. Shout out to Rock Island. Oh, you you in the area. Um, but to answer uh, the question, when did I start using color enhancement? I probably picked color enhancement up uh, at probably age 14. Yeah, age 14, eighth grade. That's when I found clubs and wax. That's the first time... I seen it, which was like a green bottle with a white body. It had like an eyebrow uh, brush, so kind of like the the baby comb on the back with the small little application brush on the front. You rub it into the hair, brush it into the hair, then you just do a straight razor lineup, and boom, you had an enhanced lineup. So uh, that's what I started. 14 years old, clubs me. All righty, 14. Damn, what were you doing at 14? What were y'all doing at 14? <laughs> Beam was, I was playing with color. Beam was playing with color. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? My name is Janelle Gibson. I'm from Newark, New Jersey, Brick City. Uh, my IG is uh, Big Ja sixty two sixty one. That's B I G J A six two six one. My question is, uh, I have which what my grandmother and my mom's would call calyx. Um, you know, when your your hairline is missing on the on the edges. Um, and what I'm forced to do is relax my hair. I dye it just to get a straight line in the front to give the illusion that all my hair is there. Um, but I was contemplating on doing, like, hair plugs, like right in the front of my hair where the hair is missing as opposed to just cutting my hair off on the top and getting a rug. I've seen uh, some podcasters uh, – you know, hair creators where they actually cut the guy's hair off on the top and they put the rug on top and then they, you know, make this whole new look and fade the sides. I don't want to do that. I just want to cut corners. So what would be your advice for me, uh, a person who uh, doesn't have a full hairline? Um, should I get like a partial hair plug to put in those areas or should I continue doing what I'm doing as far as relaxing my hair, dyeing it? and then getting my line straight in the front. All right? Thanks a lot. Uh, again, my IG is BigJa6261. That's B-I-G-J-A-6261. My name is Janelle. Uh, it's been a pleasure watching all your videos. Thanks a lot. Shout out to my boy Janelle. Shout out to Brick City, Jersey, all of that. Yeah, I love that question. And the perfect person to answer that question is my brother Perez. Um, you have color enhancement. You're already dyeing your hair. You're getting your hair uh, lined up after you dye it or whatever. So if you want to cut corners in lighter spots, I would suggest Perez does something called S&P. And he can tell you a little bit about it because I have not been able to get into S&P. But it's just, you know, a nice, you know, I feel like it's um, something to look into because, I mean, it's actually amazing. I've seen some of the things that Perez have done with it. And I've seen him take guys with literally no hair and give them like, you know, a nice, clean, low fade. Like, and you would think it was a low fade and it was S&P. Definitely. 
I was I, when, when I saw this question, I heard this question, I, I thought the same thing. I, I think, uh, you know, you, you don't want to do the, uh, the, the unit, right, that Beam does. Um, you're tired of doing what you're doing now. The next step would be S&P or something permanent, right? I don't really like plugs. They don't look natural. So S&P stands, stands for skin micropigmentation. It shares a lot of parallels with the tattoo. It's very similar. It's a permanent solution. Um, and it's just a lot of micro dots. So a tattoo goes 10 to 12 layers into your skin. A SMP only goes four to five. So it sits right on top of the, the scalp and it looks like hair follicle. It's made to look natural. Um, I think that might be your best bet, honestly. Um, and it's something that can be faded in and kind of finessed with your haircut, with your existing hair to look natural. So if you want any more information on that, just uh, DM me at headlines or bust, and I can give you more information. Anything else, B? No, nothing else for me. I just, you know, I really want him to look into S&P. I heard it and instantly knew. I'm like, yeah, S&P. Facts. All right, let's go to this next one. What's up, guys? It's Sean. Sean Clips from South Jersey. And I had a question, and it really don't got nothing to do with uh, the kind of hair, but, like, I'm young, and I know there's a lot of other young barbers out here trying to learn. But what what really is it that that had you at, when you first started cutting, that made you want to just become more hungry, that made you want to become the the best you could be? Like, not because not, there's millions of barbers in this world, you feel me, so... Probably not millions, but you understand what I'm saying. Just what was it that that really set you off? That really got you going? I want to give a huge shout out to Sean because he's young in the game and doing it. But what had me really, really set in stone? Like I told you, I wasn't able to take barbering serious until my last two years of college. So uh, at that time, I was, you know, what twenty, what twenty, twenty, what twenty. 20 or 21, something like that, I was young. So um, when I decided to take it serious, it was due to the, not influence, but to the response that I was getting from um, my, my videos. So once I started those videos in a college dorm, people were demanding it. And it was like, oh, they actually want to see me cut hair. Like they think I'm amazing, and I and I I was not happy with none of the, the videos I was making at the beginning, but uh, it was just due to the demand. Like once uh, I I created something that was bigger than me, I did not know YouTube was going to be big. The response I did not know, but the fans demanded and the supporters demanded. You have to give, you know, you have to give that back. That's all I have to say on that one. There you go. All right, let's go over to Lee. Yo, this is Lee Jones calling from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, my Instagram is royal.cuts, C-U-T-Z, 210. Uh, my question is for uh, for the Bean team is, how did you and Chris Basio meet up? to get you and him together for that, uh, to get on the, the Tune 45 crew? Uh, okay, so me and Basio, we linked by uh, a good friend of the Tune squad, and his name is Andre. I really wish I knew his last name. Um, 
but he's an older uh, guy ball with a beard. And he's been to a couple of Basio hands-on courses. Um, Basio was teaching a class at the Atlanta Bonnebro show. This was two and a half, three years ago. And I didn't know nobody from YouTube. I didn't know Basio. I didn't know Jeezy. I didn't know none of them. Um, but I saw their videos, of course, because we're all barbers in our barber community on YouTube. But, um, yeah, I guess Andre went to his class while Basio was um, on was was on stage cutting, and he asked him about me, and he was just like, yeah, uh, he liked my work or whatever, but I use, you know, a lot of profanity or whatever when I do my YouTube videos, so he really can't associate his brand with it. And then Andre told him, oh, bro, that's how I know you, you don't really watch Bing like that because Bing stopped cussing a minute ago on his videos. And Basio was like, word? And Basio then after his class walked up to me and was recording literally over my shoulder with his iPhone. He put it on his Instagram story. And I felt somebody behind me. And when I turned around, he was like, what's up, bro? And I shook his hand. And the rest was history. That was two and a half years ago. The rest was history. And now we're making history. Yeah. Let's go to the next. Yeah, this is Corey Brinkley. Um, coming out of Wichita, Kansas. Uh my Instagram is Pack the Barber, P A C C C D A A Barber. Uh get beam. I was just asking how do you get your lines so crispy? How do you get that soft touch on your lines? Thank you. Shout out to my boy Corey. And then and uh to and to get the sharp lines, man, it's just it's it's really repetition, but everybody got their own niche in here. Like I stated earlier in the podcast, some people do styling, some people like coloring hair and like dyeing or doing vibrant colors. Some people even like hair art with building objects on top of women hair, like at the Bonda Bros trade show. Everybody got different niches. To me, the lineup was something that I fell in love with before I could even fully understand how to put a guard on a clipper. I was always infatuated with having a super sharp lineup. And because that was something that I was into, that's how I was able to get the lineup straight. I've always worked at it. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Got to keep putting the shots up. Like every haircut not going to be good, but the more you put that shot up, eventually it will drop. Facts. Facts, facts. All right, let's go to... Anthony. Yo, Bean, what's good, bro? Uh, my name is Anthony Reyes. I'm calling from Jersey. My IG is A R E Y E S eight zero nine. Um, that's A Reyes eight zero nine. And I just wanted to ask you, um, how is it like when you're trying to film for a video? Is it hard? like switching your camera angles like how do you deal with it like what camera do you use and like how do you like just explain to me your process of like filming when you're cutting hair because i know it could be hard sometimes and you know i learned most of my um i learned most of my um barbering skills through youtube basically you and other um like youtubers but i just wanted to ask like what were your 
tips for recording because I'm trying to make uh, content. I'm trying to make a YouTube channel as well um, in the future, but... That's it, Well, man. I want to give a shout-out to Aunt Reyes. Um, I definitely know who you are. I've seen and interacted with you multiple times. Also, when you say it is that hard to film, filming is never going to be easy for anybody that's beginning the process of content creating if they can't physically hold the camera themselves. So um, us barbers, we use tripods. We use... Uh, Delkins, we use all type of things, ring lights, things of that nature. Um, what I'll say to you, I want to give a huge shout out to 360 Jeezy. I want you to go in the shop and try to record every haircut that you do that day. Not full haircut tutorials, but try to record bits and pieces enough to put together a five to ten minute YouTube video. So get bits and pieces of a haircut, maybe cut the hair down, maybe the next clip will be a little bit of you fading, and then the next clip will be you doing razor work or something. Go in the shop and record all of your haircuts, because filming has always been hard for me, until I did this challenge that Jeezy called us all out for maybe a month to two months ago. When we all get called out for that challenge, that challenge made all of us better with our camera, not just me and not anybody else, but we all get better camera angles due to that challenge. Please, I challenge you, and I'm giving all of the credit to Jeezy because it's his challenge. But go in the shop and record bits and pieces of every haircut that you do out that whole day. Go sit at your computer. Once you upload all of the footage, go through all of the footage and look at all of the angles that you got yourself, just so you can see what you like that you do yourself and what you don't like. Some angles are going to be good. Some angles ain't going to be bad. The angles that you know are good, you got to try to manipulate and, and repeat to do that same angle in future haircuts so you can get that best angle for yourself. That's how I've been doing it. I found my sweet spot during uh, me doing that challenge. And when I found my sweet spot, that's why I'm pumping out two videos a week now. I, I don't have to move as much. It's not as hard as, uh, as anything. I just challenge you to, to, to record yourself all day cutting hair and there watch you, the footage back. There you go. You've been called out by Get Being Himself to do the Every Haircut mm-hmm. Challenge started by 360 Jeezy. Shout out to Jeezy, man. Yes. Yeah, made, made us all better for that because, I mean, come on, you, you know, we picked the best. We all better. We picked the best to post. And he's like, you know what? Yeah. Show everything. If you a real YouTuber yeah. and you a real, you know, you do real tutorials, you, re- you really teach, show everything then. And that's what we have to do. Let's go on to the next. Yo, this is Jamal. I'm calling from uh, Houston, Texas, man. My ID is underscore, underscore, J-A-E-Y-C-U-T-T-Y. That's Jay Cuddy. But, yeah, man, I have a question for uh, Get Beans. Man, I'm a new barber. Um, I've been cutting for a little over a year, um, seriously, and... Um, you know, I'm getting there, making some strides, but I guess my hardest uh, battle right now is fading, whether it comes to a high fade, mid fade, low fade. The hardest thing about the fade is the beginning, man, trying to get out that first line. It's like no matter how um, 
hard or soft I put in that first line after I do my, uh, you know, my no guard open, trying to fade that first line out and taking it to half and getting that blend right. It's just like I can't seem to get it, you know, I guess the way I see you get it, man. And it's just sometimes I overdo it and I don't leave enough hair or I, my blend will look good until I look in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? And I still see that line when I put it in with the trimmers. Um, so what's the best way, I guess, the easiest way and the best way to get out, you know, that first guideline? Um, that will definitely help me out a lot, man. And I appreciate everything you do. You're the reason why I picked up Clippers. You're the reason why I go hard every single day. And I just want to salute you and thank you for everything, man. And uh, uh, I hope to hear from uh, you soon. Peace. Man, that's 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 crazy, man. Shout out. Shout out, definitely. I, I beyond 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 appreciate um the love bro uh Perez could you repeat that question for me his his question was he has a lot of trouble getting out that initial guideline so blending uh, okay. down to the skin yeah, of the zero okay. yeah. I was thinking about the previous question knocking out a guideline or knocking out your first ball line that's really what you put emphasis on the first ball line was was a problem for me too. I won't even lie to you. I can be as transparent as possible. But what I learned about knocking out the ball line is you knock it out with whatever you put it in with. And sometimes you see people with a Clippers zero gap and they'll put a line in with zero gap trimmers and try to save up with Clippers. And even if the Clippers are zero, I mean, are if the Clippers are, uh, you got surgicals or whatever, they're not as close is your trimmers most i mean like my trimmers are like the average barber can't use them. so um i'll say either go in with a with a with a less sharpened pair of trimmers more like a stock pair of trimmers and go and, and balled it out with those first and then fade up with your clippers and if you want where you balled it out to be lower go behind that with your hitters and you know detail the areas to get it a little bit more ball because it's better to be safe than sorry. Even if it takes your process a little bit longer, you will be ensuring that you're getting out that bottom guideline. For me, I like to set my guideline in, I'll press it in, and then I'll open up my clippers. I'll create whatever panel I'm going to create, and then I'll go with my clippers against the grain and flick out before I put my clippers uh, on the fade to try to blend that panel out. So I'll punch a line in, then I'll flip the clippers backwards, and then I'll flick upwards against the grain. Because when you press a line in with hitters, like it's my, my blade, like my Andis Master Blade, won't won't knock that out all the way. Well, the only thing that's gonna take it out is we'll put it in. So, uh, yeah, basically to to add on to what Beam said, you know, going with a stock pair, balled it out. Then grab your clipper, create your, your, you know, your first panel. And if your clipper doesn't get it out, there's no sense in wasting time and fighting it, right? So if your clipper mm-hmm. can't get out that very bottom line, then go back in with the trimmers that you balled with the customer out initially and just flick at the bottom with the corners. You don't want to go in full blade because then you're just going to raise, you know, raise it up again. But just go in with the corners and, and you'll be surprised. You, you'll, you'll kind of eat away at that bottom little whatever's left of it, if that makes sense. Let's go on to the yeah. next. 
What's going on? This is your boy Ferrari the Barber. I'm calling from Pittsburgh, California. My IG is Master Fades. Make sure y'all give me a follow. Once again, it's Master Fades with a Z at the end. Um, my question for my boy Get Beamed is, uh, what what gave you the influence to start using the color enhancements in the first place? You know, where did that idea come from? And uh, you know, uh, what else can I ask? If I could squeeze another question in there. Um, why is Andy's one of your favorite brands? All right. Thanks again. Peace out. Shout out to my boy Ferrari the Barber to answer your first question. He said, basically, what made me use color? And I just wanted to find a way to make my finish look stronger than what it was. Uh, like I stated in the podcast, I watched Steve Harvey. I watched like some of my favorite artists, rappers with like clean haircuts. And I just wanted to learn how to take my lineup to the next level. And that was when I found color. When I, when I seen that color could enhance a lineup, that's when I started playing with it. And then the second question is why is Andis one of my favorite brands? Honestly, uh, Andis isn't one of my favorite brands, but I love the Clippers. Um, that's just because I kind of met, uh, some people in the company, but I love the master because it was the first clipper I started out with. Like, it was just, it's kind of like one of them things that's just close to home. Like me and the masters will always have that connection because it was my first baby. Like it was my first baby. I love it. There's nothing that I felt the quarter masters needed to be tweaked. Nothing like that was the best clipper to me of all time and it will always be that to me man i just i love the masters i love everything about them weight i love the weight on them i like the crunch i like the openness of the blade i love the consistency of of the flicking how much range you got with uh with your clipper and i like that you can you know you can have quiet masters or you can have loud ones like you can have, like, masters come in different forms. You can really tweak that clipper to be whatever you want it to be. And it's just amazing. I got to agree, man. The masters are the, the, the goats. The goats. Let's get Lisa. Hi. My name is Lisa, and I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I'm a female barber. I've been cutting for a year. And uh, my question is for Get Bean. Um, I really appreciate your tips, all your um, cutting videos. But my question is, how long did it take you to build up your clientele? And what tips can you give me in uh, keeping my bars straight? Because I'm a perfectionist, I try not to be, but I try to perfect, um, try to make almost every cut perfect. So I just want to know what tip can you give me to keep the making sure to, you know, you know how you always say one side got to match the other side. So I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to build my clientele and trying to make my bars straight. And my IV is Lisa. 
underscore O one underscore Williams. Thank you. Have a blessed night. Shout out to my girl Lisa. She's from the land. She's from Chicago. Um, how long did it take me to build my clientele? It took me legitimately. If you take Barbara serious, I mean, first one in, last one out. All through the day, you're Bye, in Lou. the shop. You don't leave. You're in the shop. You're taking every walk in. You're not making no excuses. You're not running from no haircuts. You're cleaning up, you know, the shop. If you ain't got nothing to do in the shop, messy, sweep the floor. You're involved. You're shaking the client's hand. You're speaking to the clients. It took me six solid months, six solid months to establish a, a full clientele. And that's what consistency of being the first one in, last one out. For one, you got a clientele of people who like to come in early. You got a clientele for people who like to come in midday, and you got a clientele for people who like to come in late. There's places for everybody throughout the day, but there's not a lot of consistent barbers that's first one in and last ones out. You become that. You show the clients that's there every day, who's in the shop all day, every day. Even if their barber is gone, sometimes they lean, they'll lean on you just because they know you're there. Like, you have to be there. Become, you know, be, become that in the shop. And that was always big to me. Even if I'm bored out of my mind and I want to go home, I'm in the shop. Even if no walk-in come in, I'm in the shop. That's what it's about. You got to be in the shop. And uh, also, with building clientele, you want to uh, advertise yourself. Self-promotion is the best. I'm not saying you have to do business cards. Um, but you can if you want to, just because I think the technique is old, but it's nothing wrong with passing out a business card. Me, I take advantage of social media, self-promotion, giving away free haircuts. I used to do haircut deals in college uh, where I'll cut two people, and whoever that person was that brought me the two, their haircut would be either half off or free. Like, I was doing different, you know, things to, to, to get people to trust me to cut their hair. They got a deal. They get their haircut, they'll see that I'm able to cut hair, then eventually become a real client of mine. You kind of got to bite the bullet. It's sacrifice. You got to give up a lot in order to show people that you are serious about your craft. So that's what I'll speak about with how to build the clientele and how long it took me. It was six months. Also, you asked how to keep the bars straight on the lineup. And I'll just say reference points. Reference points are so big. My next video, because my mic broke this morning, I'm not sure if you saw my, uh, 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 what is it, Instagram story, but I spoke on that my mic broke this morning, and I ordered a new one. Amazon Prime says it doesn't get here till Monday, so the new video that will come out, I'll specifically go in as much detail as possible just for you, Lisa, when I'm attacking the vertical bars, when I'm attacking the front of the lineup, when I'm attacking the curve. Lisa, I'm speaking to you. I'm not speaking to the subs. I'm speaking to you. So please pay attention and focus up. Let's strap in. Let's, let's get it. Let's get that bag. Let's get this money. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Yeah, this is Martha Fraser from Quitman, Georgia. I was just wondering, um, where do you get most of the equipment from that you use? As far as the clippers, the blades, trimmers, uh, razors, capes, brushes, um, cleaning supplies, and all that, what's a good place to get that from? 
you know, good quality equipment. Um, I want to give a shout out to my guy Marvin from Atlanta. Uh, you asked about what do I get most of my equipment, and we have in Chicago, we have literally the cheapest wholesaler I have ever been to in my life. Like they're the best. I've been through to wholesalers all out the places. We have some trucks that stop, meaning you got guys who got equipment trucks or going to the expos, like getting the masters when they first release or the influencer pack babeless or even the gold FX skeletal trip trimmers, the vibe. Anything that release happens at these events and you can, you know, have your hands on them. And, you know, you got educators there and people there who can educate you on how to use these tools, you know, properly. So that's what I'll say. All right, let's get this next one. Hey, what's up? My name is Oso uh, Chifuli. Um, I have an Instagram. Um, it is Chubbs, C-H-U-B-B-Z, underscore C-U-T-T-Z. Um, and uh, I have a question. <clears throat> Who inspired you to cut hair? Um, you know, everybody has somebody that influenced them or inspired them to want to cut hair. Um, so who was your um who was your inspiration, your influencer that made you want to cut hair? Shout out to my boy also. My inspiration was my was my dad. When you hit a podcast, you'll hit that at the beginning of it. Well, I appreciate you for calling in. I appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. Next one is from Georgia. We can call from everywhere, Beam. Mm-hmm. What's up, Hi. man? I've uh, been following um, Get Beam for a while. I'm Lawrence McCoy from Valdosta, Georgia. My IG is Big Boy the Barber. Big Boy McCoy the Barber. Big Boy McCoy the Barber on IG. And I just want to see a tutorial on how to make and edit these videos. I'm trying to start um, a newly barber, and I'm trying to start doing my videos. I want to see a tutorial on how you edit your videos and what's the cheapest equipment you can get to start off. Um, Beam, that might be a video for you, bro. What equipment you use, how you edit, what software you use. That's interesting. Mm. That's a little different angle for you. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. What I thought about Perez before I tap into Lawrence was I was thinking about how gaming channels do it with the you and the, the corner or a cutout and me just, like, how I'm doing my commentary, I'll do it live. Like, I'll do it Ooh. with me on the camera. I was thinking about trying to... Like so live streaming? See how I, no, like, so they could see how hyped up I am. Record me while I'm shooting the commentary. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, that'd be dope. I need them to see how locked and focused I am. Like, I, I feel like that's dope. But I want to give a shout-out to my boy Lawrence from, from Georgia. He basically wants to learn how to make and edit a video. I can try to teach that. I don't know if that would be something that would work. But what I would say is you could take the steps that I took. If you got an iPad, iPhone, Galaxy phone, whatever, you know, pull up tutorials in terms of how to cut a clip, how to import a clip, um, 
whatever software you're using to edit or find whatever is the cheapest software for you, whether you got a MacBook or Windows, find out and then YouTube search what type of edit you're trying to learn how to do. That's what I normally do. I'm watching it on my phone and mimicking it on my computer. So it's literally show and tell for me. Facts. So, and then I'll definitely upgrade my equipment list on my Amazon uh, partnership list on the bottom so you can get all of my equipment. But 99% of my equipment is already on my description of every YouTube video. Facts. And I literally taught myself how to edit like Beam just said right there. Um, Basio mm-hmm. didn't help me. Um, local helped me a little bit in the beginning, but uh, self-taught. Most of us are self-taught. Most of us content creators. I literally got my phone out. I YouTubed how to edit iMovie because that's what I started on was iMovie. And I put my phone next to, next to my laptop, opened up iMovie. Oh, okay. That's how I import a clip. Boom. Import a clip. Okay. That's how I mm-hmm. cut a clip. That's how you cut a clip. That's how I add audio. That's how you add audio. And I just, well, step by step. And as I want to do something different green screening um adding different elements different stuff i just youtube it how to do this in iMovie how to do this in final cut pro and there are millions of videos um let's get on to the next one and thank you so much for the question sir my name is rio revis and i'm calling from philly i'm a 21 year old barber so give me a follow on my instagram it's at ski three shark that's s-k-i three s H-A-R-P. I don't have a question. I just got a statement. I want to tell you to keep doing your thing. I'm watching all your videos every chance I can. I'm adding the free game that you've given into my own bag. Hashtag TBT. Yo. Rock the energy, boy. Shout out to Rio. That was just love, bro. We appreciate you calling in. I appreciate the support. The 21-year-old barber again, bro. Just keep cooking, bro. All right, let's go. Shout out, Rio. Thank you for the call. Yeah, this is Taylor May. Taylor May, the barber. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. IG is at Tango Taylor. Yes, I had a question for Dick Ben. Like, how long has he been in the, in the game doing it? And how long did it take for him to really see the elevation of where he at right now? Shout out to my boy Taylor May. And he asked, um, he basically asked how Wait. long it took for me. Go ahead. Basically, how long you've been doing it and how long till you realize or how long yeah, t- till you got and, to the level that you're at now? Yeah, I was going to say, I answered both of those. Uh, I've been doing it in the industry now for two and a half, three years, like in the industry, actively in the industry, having a piece of my hand or body of me in, in the industry. And um, yeah, that's, that, that, that's, how, that's how long I've been, you know, I've been at it. That's how long I've been at it now. Two and a half, three years of real industry work. Like, I feel like the barbershop is different, but I, I I would hope you was leaning that question towards industry. In terms of barber, I've been cutting for 14 years now. There you go, 14 years. Let's go to the next one. My name is Greg Cacerides, a.k.a. Crispy Cat. 
I'm from Philadelphia, PA. And my question to get beamed is, what got you into barbering? What initially got you into barbering? Oh, my IG, by the way, is crispy with a K underscore K-A-T-S. Crispy underscore cats. Appreciate y'all, man. Tomb Squad! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Shout out. And it's in the podcast at the beginning. Uh, I wasn't a big person to, to, to going into the shops, man. I wasn't good with, with, uh, with going into the shops. So please just, when you watch the podcast, listen to the story at the beginning. You'll love it. I think you'll like it. Bro, he just, for some reason, he, he just had a flashback of being on the road with everybody, with Jason Patridge and me, you, B, yeah. everybody. Bro, Doom Squad. <laughs> Bro, going crazy. We be going crazy, dog. All right, hold on, next one. How you doing? My name is uh, Sierra T. Brand. I go by T. Um, I am 25 years old. I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois, where I was born and raised, west side of Chicago. Um, I am currently a student at Denmark Barber College, and I've been in this profession for almost about a year now. Um, so far, I've been in like competitions and you know everything. Um, my Instagram name is T Brand, T dot Brand, T E E dot B R Y A N T. My question for you guys is, what are the? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> my question is, what is the? Um, what do you guys feel like the most important keys to becoming a successful barber in the industry? Thank you. Big shout out to T. She's from the state as well. But something big on becoming, you know, successful in barbering, what I would say, to become successful in barbering is not even to become, but something that's big or something that's very important um, is always remaining a student to the game, never becoming complacent. It's easy to learn a trick or two and want to do that trick or two for forever. But it's also easy to get bored as well. Remain a student to the game. When you remain a student to the game, people will automatically see your craft evolve. They will know that you've invested in yourself. They'll see it in your work. They'll see it in you as a person. That's literally one of the like most important things I could tell you. Remain a student to the game. It don't matter what it is. You can always learn something. I can't. I can't really add anything, bro, because I I think that's uh, I think that that's about that's about that's about as big of a gem as it as it is, man. The, the, one, it, of the, bro. one of the most important, you know, keys to being successful is remaining humble, remaining a student, remaining hung, hungry. You know what I mean? Don't let don't ever let that fire burn out to want to learn. Those barbers you see that are miserable, OG barbers that are miserable, and and. And, uh, barbering, uh, and they're not excited. It's because they, they became complacent and barbering is like anything else. You know, it's a job at the end of the day, right? And like anything else you become complacent, it becomes boring and you become sour. Mm -hmm. So continue to feed the mind. 
Hi, boss. This is Luis Lopez from Calle, Puerto Rico. Uh, asking who or which is his favorite character that he has done and why. And my uh, Instagram is Luis Lopez Calle. Thank you. Hold on a second, babe. You getting calls from Puerto Rico, bro? Bro, I Puerto Rico? No calls from Puerto Rico, man. That's crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> insane. I knew I was. I knew I was. Nick. <laughs> no, but no, no. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it. You know. Hey, I'm gonna keep it. Can, I, can I guess though? Can I guess? Can I guess what you what your very you because you done? Come on. Man, it. It's only it, there's only one, bro, that I can think of. I could be wrong. But was it, is it the Fonz Pump? Yes. It's the Fonz Pump. I knew Fonz, it was the Fonz Pump. Yes. Bro. Yes. We shattered the concrete with that. We broke the game. That was literally a glitch in the game. Everybody <laughs> lagged out. Everybody's servers dropped after that. I couldn't get an IG, bro. It. I ain't gonna lie. I couldn't get an IG. That was the pinnacle for me, bro. Yo, shout out to Luis Lopez from Puerto Rico. From Puerto Rico, gang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go next. Yo, this is to get Bing. I got a question. Carl Speller out of North Carolina, Cuts Unlimited. Other than you, who gives the tightest? I mean, the tightest lineup in the game. All bars, who you think? Don't hold nothing back. Put it out there. Don't hold them back, Beam. Who, beside the king of lineups yourself, gives the best lineups? Yeah, I'm going to jump in my bag right now. I have to. Okay, well, if I. It, no host bar. Who given some of the. Okay, somebody that inspires me. His name uh, from Philly. I met him at the Philadelphia premiere, my boy Uptown L. That's literally one of the most symmetrical barbers I've ever seen and met in my life. That is all influence on precision right there. That is the person I literally sit my haircuts next to to see am I more precise than him. Uptown underscore E-L. That's his name. Boom! You should huge shout out to him. Uh-huh. Right, huge shout out to my boy Uptown. We got a long one here, guys. L- guys, let's try and keep these questions in ninety seconds or less. All right, we got to respect everybody's time, but we have a long question here from Freddie. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Christian and Get Beamed. My name is Freddie, um, representing Los Angeles, California, and um, yeah, just wanted to. Um, drop a question for you guys. I want to get both of you guys' opinion on on the current state of the barber game, as well as uh, you know the short term and long term. Um, you know the short term and long term. Um, you know evolution of, of the barber industry, as um, you know nowadays um, barbers are offering. Um, more than just haircuts, we're doing um, anything from, you know, obviously uh, shaves and, you know, 
eyebrows to waxing to to uh, color enhancements. Uh, I just wanted to get you guys' take on on um, on where you guys see the barber game going, short term and long term, and uh, as well as uh, you know to touch on you know pricing and you know how to evolve accordingly um, based on on pricing and you know not to short cut yourself as a barber as well as you know still giving great service and offering different types of services without compromising without compromising um you know what what we should what what we should be making as barbers so yeah big fan of both of you guys man of uh, what you guys are doing with uh, with the barber industry and um yeah just wanted to get your guys opinion uh, big shout out to everybody and uh, definitely a big fan. Um, been supportive uh, since the very beginning of both of your guys' channels. And yeah, thank you for taking the question. Thank you for taking the time. And definitely a uh, big barber salute. You know, barber barbering is a barbering is a uh, is a brotherhood. So definitely shout out brothers uh, to, to all the brothers out there in the in the barber fraternity. And um, thank you. Uh, so once again, my name is Freddie, representing Los Angeles, California. And um, my IG is young, Y-O-U-N-G, underscore Clark, C-L-A-R-K, underscore Kent, just like Superman. Thank you guys for your time, and thank you for taking the question. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, and... Uh, Thank you. Shout out to my boy, Freddie. Question was basically the current state of the barber game. How do we feel about it? Short and long, long-term evolution. And uh, the current state of the game right now, I feel like the game is as great as it's ever been. Like, I feel like the industry of barbering is debatably the NBA right now in terms of skill level. Like, this is the greatest skill level we've ever seen in basketball. This is the greatest level of barbering we've seen so far. Like, I feel like within the last year or two, these last two to three years has been the pinnacle of barbering. Innovation. Education. Like, consistent events. After, like, after parties, meet and greet, like, hands-on uh, EWP, like, bruh, the game is, like, next to none right now. It's in its biggest state. I don't feel like anything that's going on right now is short-term. If everybody is truly innovative of the industry, then there's no such thing as a short-term goal. Everything is long-term because with innovation, we're not inventing anything. We're making something previously better than what it was before. I could That's not, all I have to say. I could not agree with you more. I mean, you don't have to go very far than this. I mean, this very podcast right here. You want to talk about the, the future of barbering. Look how many 18 and 17 and, you know, 19-year-old kids are calling up. And, and just look, mm -hmm. at, look at the game now with, with Vic Blends and Get Beamed and the Basios and Tyreek and – you know, mm -hmm. Josh O.P. and bro, you just there are so many hitters in this game and so many strong voices. Right. It's not just about, um, you know, 
back in the day, it's just, you know, it was just about the haircuts. Now you have these strong minded, strong voices that are willing to stand up for this industry and make change and lead the charge. Barbering is not only in great hands now, but it, it change is coming. Good change. So, and all these young guys that are taking, that are coming up now that are taking it seriously. It's not a hustle. It's a, it's a career. It, it couldn't be in a better place. Companies like 245 and Babylon and, you know, it's, it's a good place. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful question, though. Phenomenal. Shout out to you. Next one. Um, my name is Carlos uh, Bonifaz. I'm from Toronto, Canada. Um, my Instagram name is Brazy Cuts. And my question for today is um, what keeps you guys going? Like what what is your motivation? Because I know everyone has their own motivations and and whatnot. But that's just my question: What keeps you guys going? Yeah, take care, bro. Shout out to my boy Carlos uh, from 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 Toronto, man. I don't think we heard nobody from Toronto tonight. Mm. Uh, and just in terms of what keeps me going right now, I'm very big on content creation. I have two hundred thousand plus subs. I need to tend to consistently or they will call me out on me being very lazy so uh to keep them happy you know i like to post videos it challenges me i'm able to you know work on my content creation give them something fresh and new consistently throughout the week and they consistently get a chance to grow with me throughout my process that's all i really have to say about that one and I want to just give you a shout out again for calling and giving us a, a question. Yes, definitely shout out to you. Uh, what keeps me going is, uh, you know, it, it sounds like a cop out answer, but it's true. My family, <laughs> I mean, my kids, <laughs> I, I grind for them every day. Um, and my responsibility, not only as an influencer, but um, as an owner of several barbershops, I have a responsibility to my guys and, Two forty-five, man. I mean, two forty-five. Yeah, it says it on the hat. You know, die a legend, baby. Build a legacy, die a legend. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't happen, you know, by sitting on your hands. Thanks. Next one. What it do? What it do? My name is Jamie Lowe. I'm currently in uh, Dallas, Texas. Um currently in barber school. I go to Texas Barber College. And uh, my question was, you know, I've been in school for three months. I just want to know, like, for up-and-coming barbers, beginner barbers, like, what are some good tips or good tools for clippers, trimmers that uh, I can be using? And my Instagram is jamielo903. All right. Thank you. I'm going to give a shout-out to you, but some quick trimmers and things like that that you wanted to get. If you don't want to spend a lot, like I feel to this day, a $35 hero is unmatched. A $55 slimline is unmatched. Like, um, those are real quick. Those are convenient. They're, you know, they're small. You can take them with you wherever you go. Or even a retro tee cut, like, you know, and they're convenient in terms of price. How do you, you know? How do you feel about the new um, the new wall detailer? I have never used it. You haven't tried it yet. Nope. They're pretty nice, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Pretty nice. 
I want to try him. You should, you should give him a shot. I mean, listen, <laughs> let's not get too far away from the question, right? The advice you gave him was great. I just wanted to know if you tried the the the, the walls yet, but let's not get it twisted. I'm gonna try the, him the, tomorrow. I the skeletons, some, the skeletons, are, they're they're the goats, though. Nothing that mm -mm, listen, mm. you can try them, but you know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> the, the skeletons. Just another shout out to Dennis, bro. Cause golly. Yeah, that en engineering is unmatched on that trimmer. The greatest of all time. The goats. Yeah, of all time. Let's go. What's up? My name is Romel Gibson. Uh, Cole from Akron, Ohio. Uh, my IG is Dada, D-A-D-A -D -A underscore Melly, M-E-L-L-Y. Uh, my question is, how long did it take you to master, uh, not to master, but how long did it take you to finally realize this is what I want to do? As being a barber, let me give a huge shout out to him. But when I started, when I told you my sophomore to junior year, that's really when it happened. When I took it serious. There you go. Thank you, Mel Gibson. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. What's going on, man? This is Tyrus. I'm from uh, Conway, South Carolina. My IG is L-A-V-O-N underscore, 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 underscore. And I was just calling, man. Um, your your lineups, man, they're, they're impeccable. They're amazing. I was just trying to figure out how you get them so perfect. And um, definitely, uh, just, just give me some advice on some tips just to get started on getting my lineups that efficient. Only can tell you one thing and one thing only, bro. Just gotta keep putting the shot up, bro. You just gotta keep doing it. Like I know it sounds redundant and sound it sounds like it's not enough, but that's just how you get better with anything. You gotta focus on that and solely continuously do that. And challenge yourself to do it in different ways as well. I mean, because everybody lineup is different, so just keep putting the shots up. I mean, you got to keep you got to keep practicing. Listen, Tomb Doc, Tomb Doc, Beam, Tomb Doc. That's his favorite wow. quote. That's his favorite quote. You know that. I mean, you, I mean, yeah, you've been around Danny long enough. That's yeah, his favorite. That's his favorite quote. Just do it. Find the yes. And the other one is, just put up the shots. Michael Jordan Back. said, "I missed more shots than I made." but it was taking the shots that allowed me to have the success that I had. Facts. I mean, if you don't put up the shot, you never know. So just keep putting up the shots. Keep putting them up just like anybody else would, just like a basketball player would take a, a thousand jump shots a day, get as many lineups as you can in a day. <laughs> keep putting them up. You'll get it. Next one, Daniel. My name is Daniel. I reside in Tampa, Florida. My IG is dreammakers underscore cuts. And my question is, based on the fade, how would you know if you're going too high or too low? I know it's based on the customer's head or shape, but how would you determine that? You know, because if you go too low, you're going into like a low fade 
or a mid fade or whatever the case may be. That's my question. Y'all stay blessed. Shout out to you, Danny. Your center just basically recognized how to, how, you know, if you're going too high, too low, or um, during your fade. Uh, so to me, it just depends on what the client asks for. They ask for low fade, you know, to drop all of your guidelines low. If they ask for mid fade, you drop all of your guidelines maybe a quarter inch thicker than all of your guidelines for low fade. If they want a high fade, then you know, like if they want a high fade, you know for a fact there's no such thing as vertical, I mean, not vertical bars. There's no such thing as a Chicago C or curves to the lineup. That's blown out automatically. But then you can open up your guidelines instead of a quarter inch to a half to a full inch um, than what you would have with your low fade. So I just basically determine it on how, you know, if it's a low fade, I'm a quarter of an inch every guideline. If it's a mid fade, you know, I'm a half an inch every guideline. If it's a high fade, a whole inch every guideline or every panel. That's great advice. First and first, hold hold up. We, you can't just get away with it like that, Beam. Mm-hmm. Let's take a moment to to recognize that we just got our first phone call from Tampa, Florida, the greatest city. Wow, the greatest yeah, city. The greatest. The, yeah, I mean, I mean, Beam, Beam, bro. I'll never forget the first time you came to Tampa, bro. <laughs> you were like, wait a minute. I'm riding jet skis right now. I bought a boat. Yeah. Like, the life hell? was great. The hell? Life was great. <laughs> it's amazing. Life was great. I think that's the greatest the greatest moment in life ever. <laughs> what, when, when Jason, when Jason jumped boat. in to save your life? <laughs> when you fell off the desk? Man. man. Bro. Crazy. Shout out to Patrick, man. Point. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to my boy. Bro, Tampa, Florida. Shout out to Daniel. Tampa, Florida in the house. Finally, 813, baby. Yes, sir. Hold on one second. I'm queuing up the next question here. This is Jason Williams all the way from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Let's go. So me and my partner, we own the barbershop in Mago Day here in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, my IG is, um, let me get this out the way real fast. My IG is JMWilliams27. So you can look me up on IG and see some of the cuts that I do, I post on there and whatever the case may be. So I had a question. If Seeing that you guys have been in the game for quite a while now, and I'm a young, upcoming barber. So my question is, if you were to give a younger you the best advice to consistently do every day, if you were to look back and reflect on the younger you, what would be the advice that you would give a younger you to be consistent to do every day? All right, thanks, bro. Let me know. Shout out to my boy, Jason. And if I could give my younger self some advice in terms of barber, if I could give my younger self some advice, I would say my younger self should have been 
on a bike or on my feet or wherever I was at and going to multiple shops in my city building relations and things like that because in the urban area uh, of barbering there's not a lot of relations they look at it as competition where I'm at so I just uh the younger me I wish I was able to go build those you know relations early because you know I feel like I started late with just building my relations in the industry and now seeing it now you know and building relations now like it's been the key to everything that I've done is building a good relation and rapport with people. Like, people need to know that you are a good person besides being just a good barber. And good energy is everything. So that's the thing I'll tell my younger self is just, you know, open up more and uh and build more relations and network more. Great advice. I would agree. Let's go on to the next one here. My name is Hector Conte, so I'm a young 11-year-old barber. Um, uh, my IG is Wavy Boy Heck with two Y's. Um, no E and Wavy Boy. And then H-E-C, it's W-A-V-Y-B-O-Y-Y-H-E-C. I'm calling from New York State, and my um. My question is, um, hope my statement is, I hope to get the BNC cordless compressor for my barbering. Thank you. Bro, did he say 11 years old? Bro, wavy boy. Did he 11 say 11 years old? That boy, hey, hey, like, that's what I mean. Like, Vic is the youngest in the industry physically doing it. He's, it's, you got so many young guns in the world that's inspired. Man, wavy boy, keep going. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Don't take it too serious. Like, like you are a kid, you get to enjoy, you know, life and things of that nature. Have fun with Barbara. Explore, you know, watch a lot of, a, a lot of videos and just have fun and really enjoy yourself with it. Don't, you, you don't have to overly do it with Barbara. That's one thing I felt like at your age I did. I overly did it with Barbara. I overanalyzed everything. And you got to have fun with it. You got to learn hair. So just try to enjoy it. Try to have fun. 11 years old, man. Bro, that's, that's I love dope. it. And I love his statement. My statement is, I hope I get the compressor. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Out. I love it. <laughs> shout out, bro. I, I, just, I, wish, I just wish I had compressors to give out on hand to so many people that's just, man, I would just be giving them away. I bro. love this podcast so far. Facts. I'm I'm having a blast, bro. Having a blast. Hold on. Let's go. What's up, y'all? My name is Chris Rawlitz from San Leandro, California. Shout out to the Bay. Um, my Instagram is K-R-I-S dot H-E-E-M, Chris Dahin. And um, so I've been cutting hair for about a year now. And part of being a college barber is constantly moving around to, you know, different dorms and all that. Um, my question really is, I'm starting to settle down and get my own place to, to cut hair and start having a stable area. And one thing for me is lighting. I've constantly found myself having to move around people. Um, I mean, like, just after they got up, just seeing little imperfections, like saying if they, if they got out the chair. And all that. Um, my question for you is really, 
talking about lighting, what is the best lighting to cut hair in? I know there's like LED lights, white lights, yellow lights, uh, cutting outside even. Um, I just kind of wanted to see y'all opinion. So yeah, to show you the best. Shout out to my boy Chris. But in our shop, we get track lights, LEDs, and all of us use at least two ring lights. Like all of us have dual ring lights at our station. So it's not the track lights, it's not the regular LEDs behind me attached to my mirror. It's really my ring lights. My dual ring lights is enough light because if you can get both of them angled at each other to cancel out light, most of your light is projected on your object in the middle. There's no way you wouldn't be able to see what you're doing. Double 14-inch ring lights, Amazon Prime, $60. Boom, there you have it. There you have it. Cue up Nathan here. My name is Nathan Kirkland. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. My question is, um, how do you use the um, semi-permanent dye in the compressor, in the airbrush compressor? And um, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of Get Beams. I watch all his videos as much as I can. All right. Shout out to my man, the man. Yeah, my man, but, um, he dropped his phone number on there, too. I had to stop it. <laughs> Nathan, you don't yeah. always put your phone number on this podcast, bro. Yeah, don't put your phone number on the podcast. But, um, no, in terms of the color enhancement, you ask specifically semi-permanent. So it depends on what compressor you have because you have to play with ratios of mix and kiss with whether water or alcohol and the ratios are different and are different. So instead of telling you that, I will promote no drip, which is already out of the bottle, you know, three and a half to four ounce bottle of color. We got black, brown, and we have a solid black, which is onyx black. And it's built for any compressor to be distributed through. So Shake and pour it in the compressor, and you can spray it. You don't have to mix it with anything. You don't have to worry about the consistency, too thick, too thin. Patch test and all that stuff. Go to tune45.com, search no drip, and you will find it. Let's get it. Let's go. Hi, my name is Mira. Um, the question I'm asking is how do you sharpen your Babless Gold FX blades? And does the gold come off if you use the one minute blade modifier? Oh, yeah, my, my IG is HTTP Mira. Okay, bye. Shout out to Myra. Um, he asked about the golds and uh, sharpening them with the one blade modifier. Yep. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I would never sharpen the golds with the one blade modifier because the gold stock is a thin enough blade for you. It does not need to be thinned out. It does not need to be modified. All it needs to be done is set and you're ready to go. My trimmers are not modified. To everybody out there that asks me that through every video, I do not have modified trimmers. I have the first release of the Babyliss Gold FXs, and I just set the blade myself. I would have to agree with him. Those things out of the box, set them, and I mean, you got to be careful. <laughs> they can be tattoo guns. Them things yeah. are sharp right out the box. Let's shout go to the next one. Again. Yeah, shout out to Dennis again. One more shout out to Dennis. Why not, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, he deserves it. 
What's up? This is Joseph Erie from Sacramento, California. IG is at Mr. Jervin2 or Mr. Jervin. And my question is, what's your favorite shaver? And what are your opinions on the new Braun and Babeless Pro Shavers? Thanks. Have a good day. I didn't get his name. It sound muffled. What was his name? It, the transcript says Joseph from Sacramento. Okay. Shout out to Joseph from Sacramento. Um, my thoughts on both. Both of them are amazing, amazing shavers. But the bronze is next to none. It can take hair off that's at a one. Like, that's unknown. Like, it's in its own life. The bronze, I have a bronze Series 9. I love the, the, the Babylon shaver. It is definitely, it's in its own class. It's, it's not in the same class as, as the wall yeah, the or the Andes. Yeah, the presidential. The the bronze is in its own class, but the, the but what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say, Beam, is that the you can't put the Babylon Pro Shaver in the same category as the as the wall or the Andes foil shavers. It's it's definitely no, no, a huge step up from those. Yeah, Babylon Babylon did they thing with the pro you things with are the pro for you. It's ridiculous, bro. It's beyond strong. But the bronze is just it's a whole different animal, right? The bronze, mm-hmm. you know, the pivoting head, the, the 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 middle of the blade where it chops down long hair, it can literally take down from like a half, almost to a one, just mow through the hair. It, mm-hmm. The comfort, right, that it gives your client, no no irritation. The bronze is just self cleaning on clean. the face is ridiculous. Come on, clean, bro. bro. And and you know, I've had people use it on me, and every time they use it on me, I'm shocked. I'm like, damn, that's that's what it feels like for my customer because it's like butter, bro. Like you don't feel anything. Phenomenal. The Bronze Series Nine. I did a Shaver Showdown video. It did not include the Bronze, uh, the Babylon, because it wasn't out yet. But I break down all the details on it there. Go to my YouTube channel, Christian Press. Shameless plug. I'm gonna put it in there anyways. Who cares? But I do. Mm-hmm. I do a whole uh, breakdown on the on those and uh, the other shavers in the game. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the next one. Hey, so uh, my name's Dean. Um, I'm wondering because I'm transitioning to a cordless setup. You know, I'm on the move. Um, so I'm just wondering what, like, the best clippers and trimmers that you suggest are, um, uh, yeah, cordless, what the best cordless stuff you're looking for. Um, yeah, so if you could uh, go ahead and help me out with that, that'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Well, since my man didn't say that price was, you know, it didn't matter. He said beginner clipper, right? He just said cordless. Uh, oh, yeah, you said cordless. I'm gonna give you my setup. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. you know I'm gonna saying? give you my setup. And this cordless master, <laughs> a gold FX uh, babeless uh, cutting clipper, and a gold FX trimmer. Those three, top three. That's my five right there. I don't mm-hmm. have a starting five. Then three is my starting five. I have the same setup, the the cordless and its masters. Um, I had wall seniors, but I got rid of them. Um, I have the gold FX clipper. I have the gold FX skeleton trimmer and I have a cordless T outliner and a bronze shaver. Mm. We both have bronze shavers. That, I mean, that's, that's my starting five. That's, that's what I got. That's a fire five. Though. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty strong. That's a, that's a strong five. And you know, all, yeah, all five is strong. and we got, we got power clips on all of them. And this one is coming soon, but power clips on all of them. Nasty. Cut the cord, baby. Next. Hey, what's up? Uh, my name is uh, Andrew Brown. I'm calling from Sacramento, California. Um, 
And I just kind of wanted to know, um, you know, what were the uh, what, what are the what are the essentials you think um, are for someone that's kind of just getting into barbing uh, uh, and uh, barbering, you know, cutting hair. So uh, just uh, you know, looking forward to the help. But uh, thank you. Yep, have a good one. Thanks. Um, Shout out to my boy Andrew. But things that are essential in knowing and barbering when you first start out, well, I can uh, give you tips on is um. Bro, you just pay attention to what's going on. Like, you got Bafio, you got me, you have Perez, you have Matt Gifty. You have an unlimited amount of people on the internet daily showing you how to do haircuts. People can show you how to do the man unit. I've seen SMP or parts of SMP on YouTube now. Like, there's so many things that's shown on YouTube for free. YouTube is literally your best thing. I'm not saying go to YouTube, but what I'm what I'm saying is YouTube should be something that's very big in your everyday barbering just because you're getting started out and you wanna see people attack crazy haircuts. You wanna see um you wanna see just a variety. You wanna see the you know, you wanna see the, the dark side of barbering. You wanna be able to see everything, not so super um white collar but you want to see everything for what it truly is you want to see sauce flavor and flair from everybody which is why i like um the youtube because it's not it's not it's not strictly educated it's not strict education it's literally sauce flavor and flair you you kind of get you get to understand that person watching them cut here so use youtube very essential to your process couldn't agree more and beam yeah. We have hit the final question. Whoa, final question. We are Lock here. Lock in, focus up, all of that. Let's get it. TBT, let's go. The final question of the evening. And I think it's an, I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. Here we go. Hey, what's up? This is Shatan calling out of Frisco, Texas. My ID is simply underscore elite 30. My question is, me with graduating from cosmetology school recently, how do you get other barbers to give you the respect as they would another male barber as they being a female? Thank you, God bless. Wow. The last question came with it, bro. Wow, how do you get people to give you the respect as if you, you know what, I love this, because I'm mentoring at least two or three women in barbering right now, and we all know the typical stereotypes of, you know, how men look at women in the male-dominated industry. The thing is, is how bad do you want the industry? How bad you want to be the individual you want to be and the amount of work that you're going to put behind it. Because it's one thing. People can talk all the mess in the world that they want. People, you could feel not respected at all. But when people know for a fact you have work ethic, they know that your work is a thousand percent. They know you are not only amazing barber behind the chair, but amazing, you know, an amazing person, period. Your whole total package of a barber. 
I feel like it's always harder for women in male-dominated industries. But we have amazing barbers. We get Josie. Bro, Josie's a, a beast. And Josie then took off in a year or two. And it's because of her amount of work ethic. It's her effort of wanting to be, you know, that and so much more greater. And another thing that I can respect about Josie, because I don't know your situation, Josie is Orlando Lake. She's surrounded by killers. This is something very vital. This is the biggest jewel I'll tell anybody. What's so essential and vital to your process of being respected as a woman in the game is that 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 right there, that level of consistency, setting yourself around monsters. If you put yourself around average people, you will only produce what you're around. You are the worst person and you set yourself around all killers that are better than you. It forces you to be great. Every shop I've entered into and worked in, I was literally the worst barber at that shop. And it made my way is number one. Every shop, work ethic, consistency, you know, and the will to, you know, the will of not hearing it. That is amazing. Set yourself around animals and you will become that. Bro, Josie, at one point, was at Land Lakes with Matt Gifted Hands, S Craft Blends, which we haven't mentioned him. What a what a gem! Golly, Shannon is yeah. disgusting, bro. With one color, he's a he's he's bro, he's a beast. One of the gods, easily. And Basio. Those three. We all know educator of the year, <laughs> international at that. Bro, and listen. It's a shame that, like like Beam said, because it's a male-dominated industry that, for some reason, we look at women differently. I love one of the shirts that I saw from, um, oh, my God, Marvy Marf. I don't know if you've seen it. And it's basically a picture, like the, the logo of a bathroom stall, the, the men's and the women's. And it said yeah. the man, the logo, and it had a line through it. And the women's logo, and it had a line through it. And on the bo- bottom, it said barber. Like there is no, and there shouldn't be no female, male. It's just barber. We're just barbers. So I love that shirt. And it made me think of that shirt. Um, it's a shame, but beam gave you great advice. Um, your work speaks for itself. They're going to respect you. Your work yep, speaks for itself. She's got to keep going hard, but really surround herself with animals. You do that. And people would know they, they when they see you come up it's just because you surrounded you surrounded yourself you know with that that's that's how it goes. I'm telling you through experience I've been the worst in both shops and it's and it's made it to number one in both shops, but that's you know that's humility, that's time that's consistency, and you know that's the will of want to be the will of wanting to be better shadow the best person in the shop. Shadow the best person, bro. I, Go meet I, other barbers in your city. Like I didn't even feel like I was the best barber in my shop when I opened up my shop in the beginning. I still don't feel like I'm the best barber in my shop, but it's what keeps me sharp. It's what keeps me going. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I my speed came up to level and my skills came up to level because I had to, because the buck stopped with me. There was nobody else. Somebody walked in and wanted yeah. a, a certain haircut. I could have turned to the owner and be like, well, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Not, I am the owner, you know? So, like Beam said, just push your stuff out of your comfort zone, keep taking shots, and you, you'll get it. You'll get, you'll get the respect you deserve. 
but beam i got i gotta end it and i i gotta i gotta transition it out with this how did you feel about the barber session bro tell me what your thoughts were all the calls you got the love people showed the interview getting to take it back to the beginning and bringing it full circle to here the barber session honestly to me is literally next to none like it's it's a place that i was able to go to not only engage and interact with people that support me and you but they were able to find out my story kind of tap into the person that i am behind you know just um behind just the clippers and that's very vital and important to the process the fact that i got this platform to do it for as long as i want uncut and raw and just able to to focus in with everybody and i want to appreciate i mean not appreciate but i want to tell everybody i appreciate them because there was amazing questions that was asked tonight not one not one question or statement is a dumb one and the love was just amazing the barber session needed this 70 plus i only wanted to go beyond further than this everybody who participated in this was the reason why this podcast will be as great as it is and we want to appreciate you uh perez because you open up a platform right now that down the line i can't wait to see the production of this thing i can't wait to see evolution with the session because this is something that our industry needed this is the outlet for every barber to tell whatever story about themselves that they want and able to interact and, and engage with all of their fans and all of their supporters at the same time this has been one of the dopest experiences that i've i've went through yet i appreciate you letting me on the barber session and let me rock out well listen man as a friend <laughs> As a brother, I can't thank you enough for coming on, bro. Uh, it, it was an amazing interview. It was amazing getting to interact with your, you know, your, your followers and the people that you influence and the people you've touched. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked, bro. And, and I'm, I'm, I don't have words for your comments, man. I, I definitely appreciate it. I hope you guys keep calling. Uh, you can DM me at headlines or bust. Let me know who you want me to interview next. Keep leaving voicemails. I'll keep answering them. And I appreciate y'all. But let's end it on this fire track. The session.